This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. for this episode not only because of the chapter was amazing but it's because yes. we got our boy hidden in the yes. building so everybody please throw a bunch of w's in the chat for hidden please it's an honor to have you in here like again man i feel like if i could have you par and mosh here on the show more often we'd be a better show <laughs> no you guys are great already as is, i know man. i'm just trying to hype no we guys <laughs> Right, well. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you already got fried enough takes to keep it, keep it alive on your own, so you didn't need my help. But yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you, thank you for having me here, man. I, I gotta say, like every time I come here, you guys are always, you know, the most welcoming, friendly people, yeah. among the friendliest people in the entire One Piece Aww. community, from what I met. So I'm just, you know, this is this is my pleasure, man. I'm happy to be here. So this yeah, is a great bro. time. Yeah, I love, I love to see him. For a couple reasons, one, I remember when Larry first put me onto your channel, he was like, "Yo, this dude." Figured out Del Fruits. Like he did it. Like yeah. you got to see it. And I was like, all right, well, well, I'll see. And I was I was mind blown by the content. So I was like, yo, this is fire. And then when we met in person, I was like, yo, he's actually dope in person too. And then he ripped me about my takes about rap and one piece. But we can get into that later. I prepared I prepared some some adjustments to your list. Oh, adjustments. Today. I made some adjustments. Okay. I have a couple things I would have changed around. I do I do actually I came around on 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 some things though. Like Jay-Z Whitebeard, I came around on that. Okay. I accept that. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with it, but there's some like Shanks I'm going to have to well, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But yes, so I just wanted to say thank you Hidden also uh, for everybody that's out there watching us for the first time uh, this is the hidden island he's been one of our our favorite content creators for a minute now and like Sebastian said when I first showed Sebastian some of his content specifically uh, my favorite video of his no matter how great he continues to be uh, the devil fruit theory video which he was basically on point Yo, until it's it. like this day <laughs> it's, it's still it's still it's viable. still relevant so it's like thanks homie you know, just super happy to be here. Also, I, you know, you brought a gift last time you were here, and you you gave the buggy gift, which is a little disrespectful. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but since you hit 20k, uh, sir, oh oh, I, wow. I actually got uh, you. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you like sweets like that, but I said, yo, I, I'm gonna get. This is what I would want. So. <laughs> Honest, I don't really feel much different from when I when I hit the the first hundred. You know, it's uh, wow. 
it's it's been a, a progressive grind but like i'm not too focused on you know I, everyone was asking me like are you going to do another big stream when you hit the next milestone and i've just been thinking about it like it's just another number we're just going to keep making content i've been i've been enjoying everything that's happening that the, the number itself doesn't really make that much of a difference for me it's just like the people and the community and, and all that stuff i know it's a corny answer but i really haven't been thinking about it that much that's yeah. why i didn't i didn't make a big thing out of the 20k i just kind of mm -hmm. you know people said congratulations i was like yeah thanks guys you know yeah um but but for you guys you hit the big the first five digit number yeah which i think is a yes. big that is a big milestone for me the next big one will be that you know when you get that sixth six <laughs> yeah so that's why you know i'm kind of like just chilling with the 20 but you guys hit the five the big five now yeah you got 10k officially mm. so yeah. let me return the congratulations i wish i had i, I honestly wish i had like you know you can just give me one after uh, it's over no but congrats to you guys too you guys have been grinding i mean we've been doing this you know about the same amount of time and it's it's yeah. been a pleasure honestly it's an honor to grow with you guys and i really respect everything that you guys have been doing so yeah thank you, you so well earned much. well earned 10k well thank earned you 10K. thank you so much for the, the kind words yeah uh like hidden said i wasn't gonna make a big deal about it uh because i i think of things as like we're gonna just continue to grow and be the best and once we finally step into the realm of the yonkos that's when I'm gonna look at you and be like, yeah, you need to give me my respect. <laughs> so, um, yes, we did hit 10K. I do wanna say thank you to everybody. Um, and thank you to our friends. You know, we, we kinda did this without like helping hands. And the only people we've ever like collabed with was, you know, the most quality of content creators, which is you, Parvision, and Mosh. Hell yeah, man. We, we, we collabed with uh, IMD King after we met at Comic-Con and King Recon, who are amazing as well. But after that, we really never did anything with anybody else. So just to touch this milestone with just the amount of sheer hard work and, you know, content and love from, you know, our, our you know, people that we have surrounded around us, I just want to say thank you. Thank Amen. you to you. Thank you to Par. Thank you to Mosh. And also thank you to the community for just loving us. For sure. Much yeah. Love. I don't know if you guys Shout have out. anything to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be as humble as you, man. We hit 10K. I, I was hyped. I was out of town. I was on my way down for, for a, a, a trip, and I was on the road, and we hit 10K, and I was like, yo, that's fire. I got to call Larry. I got to hit him up. So when we touched the, the base, I called Larry instantly. I was like, yo, congrats, man. It was a huge, great feeling for me uh, to hit 10K because I know how hard we've been striving. I know the work that this man here has put in to, to getting us there. And we're already at 12K. So Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's oh awesome. My goodness. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen, new goals, new goals, new aspirations. 20K by May. That's my goal. Yeah. All right? If we could get that, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, also Chestnut. I forgot to say Chestnut. That's my girl. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Chestnut. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't shout forget Chestnut. Chestnut. Yeah. But it's been it's I been just great. feel like she's already a part of TOPT. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't say Chestnut. <laughs> we do a so, chapter review every week. That's true. So, yeah. But yeah, it's been fun, man. Uh, definitely a, a hard, long grind to get to that point. But yeah. like Kobe said, man, job not finished. Job is not finished. Job is not finished. How about you, Indeed. Law? Anything you want to say? Nah, I just appreciate um, the support we get. Yeah. Honestly, like, um, like I said, uh, we share a lot with the One Piece. We love it so much, and to be able to like, take this journey on with the people we've been able to do it with, yeah, has been honestly awesome. And especially the ones who've been with us since you know since we started, yeah, and how we keep getting like they love our they love talking to us about One Piece and everything and sharing with it. That's just awesome. Like back uh, before our logo was a, a skull. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was just a yeah. smiley face. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, how was, much I don't think I was here for that. I don't that know. was a long time yeah, ago. It was, it, I know the chapter. It was chapter 1015 when mm, we started that, our first really? episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it literally was like, it just wasn't this. <laughs> it was like a smiley face or something yeah. like that. The morning you guys draw this, I was always wanting like like put that together in the logo. I had uh, somebody on Fiverr really? make this. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I told them the name and I said, uh, here's a bunch of manga panels that I want. Huh. And then they just put it together and they just added everything. He, he wow. made sure that Anel was in there somewhere. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. She can't see it, but I did. <laughs> But yes, everybody, listen up, man. Uh, thank you so much for being here. If you haven't liked the video already, please like the video. Uh, Hidden's description of this video, you're gonna find all his links. You're gonna find his Twitter link and you're gonna find his YouTube link. So if you wanna subscribe, which you should be subscribing to Hidden, please do. It's in the video description below. Also, I know that we got some new memberships uh, while we weren't live. I wanna say thank you to everybody that has done that. Also, I want to shout out to uh, a couple things before we start the show, because it, it's just so much. I'm going to probably most likely be canceling uh, tomorrow's episode for OP Scans' interview, because I have something way bigger coming next week, and that's going to be crazy, so look out for that. <laughs> Wednesday, we have Sebastian's Davies Dark Tournament, episode 27. That's going to be great because now we're no longer in the first rounds yes. of the uh, combatants. We're going into the second round. And it, it's been a, yo, it's been some long conversations. <laughs> uh, but overall, they've been extremely great for the community. Uh, Thursday, we're having uh, Mod Night. And Mod Night is basically going to consist of all the mods in our Discord. And I came up with an interesting plan. And basically, the plan is... Uh, the mods are going to spin a wheel. The wheel is going to have a bunch of Yonkos on it. And whatever Yonko they land on, they're going to have to pick five people that are not alive, that are, are alive, that, that are alive my, my bad, uh, that aren't a part of their crews that they're going to have to pick to face them and beat them with. So if, I like that. So if somebody picks, like somebody has Luffy, you can't pick Zoro yeah. to mm -hmm. fight him. Uh, you can't pick their first mates, so you can. You, there's no admirals included in this either. Ooh, okay. And um, basically, it's like, yo, what five people you can bring into the show that can just beat this uh, Yanko? Now, if <laughs> one person is picked, somebody else cannot pick that same person. Oh, you're making it real tough. Yeah. So it's gonna be a snake draft as well. And that's going to be interesting. So that's going to be a lot of fun on Thursday. And then Sunday, we're throwing another Apex tournament, and the cash prize is going to be $200. So I want to shout out to everybody that joined the Apex tournament uh, on Sunday that had a great time. We had... Uh, I obviously won the tournament. <laughs> but um, basically, first place winners get $100, second place winners get $75, and then third place winners get $25. Since I can't give myself money, I just gave my teammates uh, $50 each. So if you guys want to join that, we are going to be doing that again this Sunday. And that doesn't come from our pockets, but it comes from the super chats and the memberships that you guys provide. This is us finding another way to give back to the community in a healthy way. So I just want to say thank you always for giving us the opportunity to just do more things for you and also just to make things better and fun. 
Yeah, and guys, I'm going to try to join that Apex tournament this time, and I'm going to be on Larry's team to make sure he doesn't win. <laughs> I am dog water oh. at Apex. So if Larry is able to carry me to a victory, y'all don't deserve the dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's You're funny. an idiot. <laughs> All right. It's true. Anyway, um, is there anything else? No, I think we should just get into the chapter, right? Yeah. All right, we're also gonna do super chats, but we're gonna do phone calls at the end, all right? So I know that we're gonna get a lot of super chats and a lot of stuff and stuff like that. We're gonna do it organically when we can, okay? So right now we'll do all the super chats and membership stuff. Uh, yeah, we got a couple super chats. Uh, we got one $20 from Campbell. At least I think that's how you say his name. It says 20 for 20K, first time catching live stream. Love y'all boys, thank you so much, thank you. Campbell. Yeah, appreciate I, I you. It's, it's, it's C-M-P-B-L, like I think that's that's Campbell, right? You could just uh, <laughs> you could just BCM. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I think I think Campbell I'm works there. Yeah, that works Appreciate there. It. That's what I would say. We got a super chat that I really love reading. It's from the true Toby, which I know is here because Inan is here. Uh, what's dude. up, Toby? Ten dollars. It says unreal to witness the growth T.O.P.T. and Hidden have had. The only direction is up from here. Much love to everyone. Thank you, Thank bro. you so much, gang, Toby, gang, man. Gang, That's my guy. Gang, gang. I hope you're wearing an admiral suit right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we got another ten dollars from our guy James Hudson. It says finally. Some good One Piece takes. Welcome in. <laughs> hashtag Larry has bad takes. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever let that hashtag uh, die on. No. <laughs> yeah, Hudson's such a cat. <laughs> thank you guys. Shout thank you so pig, much. Uh, anything else? That's all we got for now, but thank you guys. Yeah, hold on. I think I have one more person. He wanted me to shout it out, but give me one second because I know he did sign up for. Oh, basically, he said, yeah, he joined the membership on YouTube, and he looks forward to commenting on the live stream. Fingers crossed he gets to phone in and share his theory on why Blackbeard went after Boa Hancock. We know why, bro. <laughs> she bad, bro. Yeah, she bad. <laughs> we like, did get uh, another $2 super chat from Ryunosuke. I it felt says, those vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> it says, yo, hard to catch streams these days. What's up? What's up, Ryunosuke? Always good to hear from you, man. And then we got another 20 euros from the broker. It says, hi, all. Found your channel a couple of days ago, and I've been working my way through your videos nonstop since. Hoping to call in from the UK and give my best Blackbeard theory. I guarantee it will leave you reeling. Uh, thank you so much, okay. Parker. Is that who you were talking about? Just yes. Okay. Marv, okay. It, we can get, yeah, we can get calls from the UK. Yeah, international's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, international's awesome. fine. And then we got another one. Yep, we got another one from ta Tainted Tainted Marth. Marth. Tainted Marth, uh, five euros. It says, who is the Hidden Island guy? <laughs> Just from looking at him, I can tell he's a top content creator. <laughs> Keep you, rocky, Marth. guys. All of you are fire. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. That's sweet. Oh, that's man. sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. All right, um, let's get into this chapter. Everybody yes. wants to know what we think about this, so let's just do it. It was mid. It was mid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get it started. Chapter 1080 is titled The Hero of Legend. Before the start of our chapter, we have the cover story. It's featuring Kawamatsu and Hiyori enjoying uh, origami. Did you guys have thoughts to share about the cover of this week or not? And we'll start with Hidden. Uh, thank you. Um, hmm. Did I really have anything to add? I did notice in the cover story that the they were, you know, because they were folding origami cranes, right? And um, one of the type most famous types of cranes in Japan is known as the Toki. 
which mm-hmm. is what the namesake of Lady Toki is. Mm-hmm. So right behind uh, Hiori in the cover, I, I believe in the cover story, you, you could see a, a crane like peering over. I think that's supposed to be a Toki. So I don't know, you know, that's all I can really add to that, but that was like a little bit of symbolism that kind of came out of that. Um, but it is an artist request one, so you know, it's not really tied into anything that's happening right now, but I thought it was pretty nice, you know, nice little little shout out, I guess, you know, a little hidden, uh, hidden shout out there. Yeah, good good pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to come up with that. <laughs> How about you, Law? Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I see nothing much, really. Like um, like Hidden said, it was um, a request. So I, I made me think of, like, all right, Peace in Wano now under uh, Momo's, like, you know, Shogunship. But, again, it's not really tied to the story, so we don't know when this is taking like, It is actually a thing that's taking place. But it just made me think of, like, now, because at the end of Wano, it said... Mm-hmm how Momo is going is going to govern Wano, it's going to be like the best it's been in years, even I think better than what Momo's grandfather was doing, you know? So I, this made me think of that. Okay. What about you, Seb? Uh, I, didn't, I like you, Larry. I didn't I didn't think too deeply into the cover. Um, it, like Hidden said, it's a fan request, so I don't dive too deep into them. Um, and this is why you have to follow Hidden Island, because I would have never known that. <laughs> Toki and the crane, I, I blew past this in seconds, bro. I'll say two things. Um, I did like that it was Kawamatsu and Iori, because mm-hmm. they have that history where, like, she left for a time, and, like, he didn't see her, and he was, like, going through the turmoil of what's happening to her. Seeing them vibing together, like, yeah. that is cool. Um, but that that little bird, like, the art bird, like, the origami, reminds yeah. me of Kondro. And, like, that's, like, such a negative thing. But... I think he, he drew cranes too one time. I was yes. like, yo, yo, yeah, I've always liked Conjuro, even though he was a terrible piece of crap. But like, I like Conjuro, so that's yeah. What it is. I, I just realized now this is also the first cover story after the Vegapunk one, one yeah. right? Yeah. After the Mads one, the Germa cover story is finally over with this chapter. Yeah, yeah. it's official. So that's done. Uh, that's another thing to think about is like how many more fan requests we got until we start a new cover story. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if the German one's anything to go off of, because that one was tying into the current events pretty hard, what's the next cover story going to do? Mm. Right? Because then, then that one's got to be like, that's got to be like a Vivi cover story. Like it's going to be yeah, showing Vivi with Morgans or something the, like at the same time. Because the thing is, we, we got Big Mom. We got a Yonko in the last cover story. We got Vegapunk in the last cover story. Like, we got big things, bigger things than we normally ever get in cover stories. So I expect to get potentially huge things because we're in the end game. Like, yeah. Otis kind of has to use them now to move the story along, like he did with Judge and Caesar. So I don't know. I think we can see something crazy. I have my ideas for what it could be, but I'll save that for later. Mm-hmm. No. Um... We saw it before, like what Oda could have been doing, or should have been doing, because he started in the one, beginning of One Piece, where he would reveal a lot through the cover story, and then instead of having the filler episodes be filler episodes, show uh, in the anime the cover story, what was you know what's happening there, because there's something too that shows up in the even this manga now that we kind of not really came came in the cover story, but they reveal through this chapter. I'll bring it up later, but. Uh, me and Lana were talking about it, mm. where like even reveals where we never saw them in the show, but we until the cover story showed them first, and now we see them in the manga. Yeah. So for all you people who just watched the anime, I'm saying right now through the cover stories, you're actually missing a lot. Because a few things that you don't, the anime doesn't give you because Oda doesn't cover them in the anime, just in the cover story. Yeah, that is true too. Um, yeah. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed. Why? Because Hiori wasn't pregnant, dog. <laughs> hey, I, hey, yo. Listen, bro. 
By who? Zoro. Oh what are you talking she about? They totally be pregnant. They spent the night in that cabin. Bro, you want to tell me nothing happened? How quickly do you think you start showing? She could very well be pregnant. That could be a stork. Bro. Like, what are you talking about, bro? That could be a stork. Listen. Really? If there's anybody that's going to have A plus semen, it's going to be Zora. It's the first time I've ever heard. But what I'm saying is that baby's going to be showing, bro. All right? And Kyle Monster could probably smell something. I don't know, but he's a fisherman. Jesus. He's a fisherman, bro. He can tell if the pH is off, bro. I don't know, bro. You know we're just on the cover story, Yo, right? You could have waited until we, listen, like what? to turn it up like this. You could have waited listen, until the chapter bro, started. That was a my, lot of places. Listen, I this get it. Cover Where did we, we didn't even start the chapter Yo, yet. What? I, I get yeah, it, bro. I, it's just I was a little upset. I kind of wanted young young <laughs> baby Zoro to come through, bro. I thought that was yeah. the I thought that was the move. I thought that was the ship that we were all sailing at one point, but I guess not. But. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe uh maybe o Oda will bring him back for the final war. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe, I don't, I, I, maybe I baby Zoro is gonna come bro. out and then join the fight. At the end. I, I had a whole like next cover story like question Listen, for a poll. I had to add pregnant Hiori in there because <laughs> you want some, bro. It's probably gonna win now. Yo, bro. Listen, bro. Wow. I'm just keeping it on buck. If y'all can't stand the real like the real? of me, bro, oh, let oh, it run. Right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> no words. Bro. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, we got any more super chats? We, we got a couple super chats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to say now. <laughs> we got five dollars. I, I really don't know where to go from here. We got five dollars from Red Hair Shankdom. It says TOPT for life. Oh, Thanks thank for you. all the hard work, guys. Thank, thank you so much, you. Shankdom. Thank you. Thank you. Um. We got another five from Anthony's crew. It says, uh, do you guys think the Straw Hats will break up or stay a crew as they get older? Did you guys catch the newest episode, Peak Zoro Sanji Dynamics? Um, no. I I kind of boycott the anime. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a clip of it on Instagram. It looked it looked cool. I gotta watch it. I gotta actually watch yeah. that episode. I, I tend to tune in for like the bigger, higher peak moments. Yeah. Was that the? I'm, I don't know where the anime is at right now. Is it up to the part where they're like kind of doing the two v two? Yeah. So so I believe the animated episode that Anthony is talking about is the um, Sanji calling Zoro saying, "Hey, if I'm not myself, kill me." That, yeah. So I don't know how they did it, but. Apparently, it's getting good reviews. So, okay. as far as the first question, um, how are the other uh, how are the other twenty minutes of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, I haven't seen it. Exactly. I haven't seen it. I can't say. I can't say. Bro, I I always <laughs> say that people be like, "Yo, the anime is so good," and then they show you like. 30 seconds of it being good and I'm like alright yeah. what about the rest of the episode oh my yeah. gosh yeah they show you 30 seconds it gives peak fiction <laughs> peak anime yeah are you gonna answer the first part of the question what was the question <laughs> do you Wait. think the straw hats will break up or stay together as a crew as they get older you oh, can pass it to Lawrence if anything like before the end of the story like basically like or, or like, like I think it's in the, the epilogue end. Yeah, in like the epilogue after, yeah. like would they stay together uh, I think Luffy's kind of the guy that, that would, you know, he's all about freedom, letting people do what they want to do. Uh, I do think a lot of their dreams, you know, we don't know what Luffy's dream is, but presumably we know everyone else's. So everyone else's dream does have a kind of end point, uh, and I think we're probably going to get to that end point for a lot of them by the end of the story. So what do they do after that? Are they going to go on adventures? Maybe. Maybe they want to go and do their own thing. Maybe they want to go back home. Luffy's not the type of guy that would stop them from doing that. So I could see them kind of going about their own life after it's all done. Yeah. yeah. 
I agree too. Honestly, I kind of feel like uh, it plays a part if, um, because if Luffy's still alive, I feel like he would. You're right. He's gonna, uh, he's gonna let them do their own thing. But I kind of feel like he would want them all to stay together because he views them as family. You know, like even like how they react to like going back to when Nami just got touched by uh, that Jim, that Jinbei sharing from is like after Nami. Like pretty much he keeps attacking her, right? But like uh, even Robin, like. She reacted the way Sanji usually does when she got touched. So the thing how close they are, the only person that, you know, the dynamic is, like, you know, Luffy and Zoro, but they've always had the dynamic. But at the end of the day, they'll still fight for each other, like, you know? So I feel like if Luffy, he, Luffy's basically the glue that holds them all together. If Luffy, you know, some people think that Luffy's going to die at the end of it, like, kind of like Roger, he's going to achieve his goal and achieve everything and then die. I do see them kind of going their separate ways, but I feel like if Luffy's still alive... I think they're still, they're still, because uh, Luffy, I remember Luffy said to Kaido, as long as he's alive, he has an infinite amount of chances, right? But Luffy's a very, uh, an adventure-ridden person. As long as he's alive, to me, he's like, I have an infinite amount of adventures, you know? So I was like, and he would want to express that with his crew, and I think they'll be down to, as long as to continue that adventure with Luffy as long as Luffy is, wants to, you know? Because I kind of feel like, uh, at, even though Luffy becomes Pirate King, he's still going to want to, if he's still alive, you know, still want to continue this adventure with his Nakwa. Listen, Roger went to kingdoms and destroyed them because they messed with his Nakama. Yep. Then he bounced. Why not Luffy would do the same? I, I think it could, I think it goes both ways, right? Because there's on some level, Luffy is supposed to parallel Roger. Maybe he does have them disband, right? But on another level, he's so much younger, and the the way the crew is, they're this is literally their family now. Yeah. So it's like, would they ever want to leave from Luffy? If there was no need to, Roger knew he was going to die. Mm -hmm. If he knew he was gonna live for that's true, like decades, like would he would he disband under those circumstances? Roger was like, okay, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die to start this new era so that somebody can find One Piece. If Luffy isn't doing that, I don't know. Like I, I go both hands with it. Yeah. Because we Oda's already drawn the Straw Hats aged, so it's like, are they still in a crew in these situations? Mm. And I try to look at the the positive future, and it's like, though all those. People could still be pirates. Yeah, from okay. what I saw. So, why, they wouldn't be pirates under other captains, or I guess I think one of them was like Cap, Usopp was a captain or whatever. But I just uh, I don't know. Let me let me raise you this. How about the the just the nature of the story being about inherited will and passing mm -hmm. the torch onto the next generation? If there's a way that I see an epilogue playing out for the Straw Hats, is them finding their own protege. Mm -hmm. And then passing the torch on to the next generation, and that's how the, that's how it would leave it. Like it would end in an open-ended way, where you know you have um, every one of the Straw Hats, all these characters we've been following, and all of them passing it on to the next generation, just like it did for them at the beginning of the story. Just like mm -hmm. how Luffy got the hat from Shanks, maybe you know Luffy gives the hat to someone else at the end, and then that goes across the board for all the Straw Hats. Sanji has a little, you know, smart mouth shit in his kitchen that's, that's cooking the food, <laughs> and you know, he, you know, they're roasting each other. You could have something like that, and, and it doesn't have to lead into two-piece or anything. It could just play to the message of the story that it's like, it's inherited will is something you can't stop. That's a power that's always going to exist. Uh, even, you know, you replace the world government, you're just replacing them with something else. It's, it's a cycle, so... I, I could see that being the reason why they don't stay together by the end of One Piece. They all they all find the next generation. They all do their own thing. Um, that's my that's my, you know, yeah, biggest reason. I think Sanji would definitely pass down that dress he got on Kamabata. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right? He definitely Amen. has to dress that. They he need has to, to know. pass that down, bro. They need to know. Yeah. Uh, next. Uh yeah, we got a 
one second. We got a, a membership to Nakama status from Campbell. Thank you so much, Campbell. I believe he did say it was correctly pronounced, so thank you so much. And then we got another five gifted memberships from Campbell. So thank hey, you guys so thank much. You so thank you, bro. Appreciate bro. it. He said this was his first yes, stream. Yeah, awesome. welcome. Thank yeah, you, bro. Thank you so much for doing that. With a bang, man. Appreciate that. Uh, we did get another $5 from Anime Allen. It says, One Piece and Shonen villains get weak fast. Look at Croc, Dofi, Cat, Fodder now. Wow. Uh, do y'all think that time will come when Kaido starts looking weak? Yo, Anime Allen, I respect mm. you, bro, because you've been rocking with us for a minute, but that was disrespectful. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I think there will. It, it's funny, because no. I, I have a, a friend of mine who thinks that uh because luffy's he thinks that luffy's gonna start like scaling up even more and more like start pulling away from a lot of people and he said that he believes the same way uh luffy started looking at rob lucci that next time kaido by the time kaido if kaido oh comes back God. if he, this is it if kaido comes back right <laughs> That when uh, uh, Luffy's gonna see Kaido and Luffy's gonna smile and Luffy's gonna get so much stronger by then, and that he's gonna be like, look at let's treat uh, Kaido the same way he treated around Lucy. Like, yo, you can't beat me, bro. I, I don't like. What's the need? Like, what, what, I'll, I'll what do you gain from that? I'll, I'll, well, I don't agree with the. Ka I don't think Kaido's gonna have a Rob Lucci moment, but I think there's gonna be a part of the story that puts it in perspective. Because think about it right now. We're we're in the. We're in the Yonk we were we're just coming out of the Yonko saga, right? We just we just dealt with the, the realm, the level of the Yonko. We're just coming out of that. Next we gotta deal with the void century stuff. We gotta deal with the world government. They have not been maintaining power over the world for eight hundred years with with Kaido level people in in their organization. It does not it does not cap at Kaido for, as far as I'm concerned. If if it did you know, Kaido would have given them a lot more pressure. The world government wouldn't have had mu as much of a chokehold for 800 years. There would have been plenty of Kaidos that came up, you know, Nolans, people that are like so ridiculously strong for their time or whatever, you know, big heroes, adventurers, but it's never happened. We've never had anyone take down the world government in 800 years. And, and we gotta stop our, and ask ourselves why that's happened. Well, what do they have that prevents that from happening? We saw Lelucia get vaporized in one blow. We, we were losing our minds when Kaido shot a laser beam at, a, at a, a, a mountain, at a castle on a mountain, blew up a castle. That was crazy. Now we have dudes dropping laser beams on entire islands and vaporizing them out of existence instantly. And that's only the little bit of power that we've seen out of Eam by this point. We don't even factor in the ancient weapons. By the time we're at the end of One Piece, it's not going to be a story about Yonkos fighting other pirates for the Yonko title. It's going to be about the sun god something about the sun god prophecy ending 800 years of suffering with the strongest power on the planet this is going to make kaido look small i'm sorry it, there's just no way kaido <laughs> looks like a threat by the end of this story it just doesn't happen we have a dude right now blackbeard he's about to get he has two devil fruits already he may even have more he may be looking to get more as, I don't know. I don't know. It's and just... he'd still get bodied. Like, what are we <laughs> no, talking about, bro? Man. Like, no, I, I get you on the end game part of what One Piece will eventually be and what Luffy has to surmount. But when it comes to just when Luffy just sees Kaido at the end of it and goes, okay, I'm going to look at you as if you were a Luchi right now, that's a big no. I agree with Hidden in terms of aspects but that's the that's outside the realm of his own being right like that's outside like all these ancient weapons are outside the beings of these people it's like i think that question more or less is just saying like will he look at kaido eventually the same way he looks at luchi right now and i think that there is no way in hell 
that Kaido deserves this type of disrespect. <laughs> Kaido, oh my God, I say it every episode. Yo, Kaido really went that hard, like to the point like Luffy mentioned him five times during Akehead. <laughs> And I still don't think he would beat Kaido. Like, I'm, we, we've talked about it, but... Yeah, I mean... It's like, it depends on your interpretation of what Kaido was during that arc. If you think he had more in the tank or not. If he was holding back or not. If he, if he wanted to be defeated by Joy Boy or not. It, all these things come into effect. And I think that it's always going to vary on what you think it is. And to me, <laughs> y'all bugging. I mean... This is recency bias at its finest. <laughs> no, it's this not. is recency bias at its finest. No. Because look at this, man. This is like we. I remember last time I was on here, we were talking about Rob Lucci and whether <laughs> Rob Lucci, if he comes back to Egghead, is he going to be able to hold his own? Is he going to be stronger than where we left him? The dude awakened his zone. We didn't even see Kaido yeah. awaken his zone. Come on, Hidden. You're, you're smarter than that. I'm not saying Rob Lucci's stronger than Kaido. I'm no, just saying that. that last time when I was saying that, look, this guy had time to train, he had time to get stronger, and then that's exactly what happened because Wait, that, that's not exactly he, what happened. we awakened this fruit he didn't have an awakened fruit before he we got don't busted. know how he did that i know i'm just saying it's like look it, i'm just saying time passes things change we we expect things to be the same as we left them we expect in two years from now we're going to be thinking about kaido the same way that we thought about kaido in Wano. We're not going to be thinking about it that way because you know who we're going to be talking about in two years? We're going to be talking about the dudes doing um, uh, Galaxy Fist. Uh, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about um, the, bury the, the lead. Shanks, like, Shanks with one arm is fighting like Gold Roger. We're going to be talking about Gold Roger when we get the flashback eventually. We're going to be talking about Rox when we get that flashback, who by the way Kaido was uh, Kaido was the errand boy for Rox. So if we want to talk about that, let's see how <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, you Chopper know, eventually boy, we're going to have so many characters that are going to make Kaido look small that we're not going to be able to help but think of Kaido as small. I don't, I don't, if, if it's between him and Garp right now, I got my money on Garp. I got my money on Garp. The Galaxy Fist was impressive. That was impressive. Listen. That was a white beard punch without a devil fruit. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. We're going to get there and hit it. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it a stack. Y'all need to stop disrespecting Kaido. <laughs> It's, I didn't even give my take. It's so I insane. I yeah, but we gotta go. We gotta, go. We gotta move on. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got one more super chat. It is in line with what we're trying to do. Uh, Two dollars from Yonosuke. It says, "Love this pre-chapter banter, but page one is lonely." Uh, let's get into the yeah. chapter, y'all. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> we had to pirate island full of lead in the new world. We see the pirates are running wild with Kobe's bounty poster from the Cross Guild and discussing if they should take him out or get their reward from them. Normally, Navy captains are one star, but Kobe's is a five star. Then we see the skull of full of lead talking and moving its mouth. It tells someone that slaves are escaping. It could feel them breaking out. Some pirates ask if they could take him out, uh, take Kobe out to Pizarro, and Pizarro says no. Next, we see Kobe carrying his cannonball, and he tells his other prison mates that they should hurry. The slaves yell out, thank you, and he could have escaped by himself if it was just him, but... He was saving them too. Kobe then wants to act as a decoy, so he leaves. Then we see Shiryu, who has the clear, clear fruit, and Avalo Pizarro, who has the Ayo Ayo fruit. Pizarro is within the floor. Shiryu tells Pizarro he should have grabbed the slaves and Kobe, but Pizarro doesn't want to hear Blackbeard's mouth since he destroyed, er since he'll destroy everything. Then we see Vasco Shop, who has the Glug Glug fruit, and he asks, "Can he just go and just burn the whole town down?" 
<laughs> Bizarro yells out that Vasco shot cannot do that because Black Bear will once again get mad. Then we see San Juan Wolf who has the huge, huge fruit and he's sleeping. Kobe starts to move and Geppo's away so the slaves can escape. Uh, what did you guys think about this scene? And we'll start with Seb. Alright, so I, I like this scene a lot. Anytime you see the Blackbeard Pirates, I love it. I just They're a real pirate crew. I like seeing them interact in that light. Uh, it's good to know Kobe's got a 500 million berry bounty. I thought that was great. Um, it's just, he's like, we have, everybody has their own interpretation of where Kobe ranks as far as Marines and how strong he actually is. But it's good to see, like, he's five times the worth of a normal captain just because he has his hero title, even though the hero title itself is, like, mired in, like, some Blackbeard stuff. So it's, it's just funny to me. Um, I thought the, the talking uh, island was great, right? So Avalo has this devil fruit now, right? And, like, it was weird when I first read the chapter. I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, did Full of Lead, did, did Beehive always have, like, yeah. the, was the skull's mouth always open? And I was like, oh, it's talking. He's talking to everyone via the skull's mouth. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. I didn't realize it when I first was reading it. Um, Kobe saving people. He's doing what Kobe does. Like, mm -hmm. he's he's going out of his way, putting himself in harm's way to try to save people. I like it when One Piece characters emulate who you think they are in the story, like, even more so. And I think this cap chapter is, like, Kobe to a, a T. Um, we'll go more into that a little later. But overall, Avalo uh, having this island island fruit, it made me think of the fact that Shiryu has the clear, clear ability, right? And, like, it was some conversation in our Discord about Zoro and Sanji's opponents. Um, and I dropped my video on 6F about who I thought Avalo was fighting, and I thought he was going to fight Sanji. I feel like I might have gotten slightly more evidence with this because... The whole thing about Shiryu being Zoro's opponent and having the clear, clear fruit is something that Sanji had, right? Like, that was a part of it. Like, he would have to face off against something that Sanji can do. And that no matter what Sanji was capable of, even with his raid suit, Oda would always write into the story that Zoro was capable of countering it. So that when he fought Shiryu, he would automatically be able to show the reader that he would still be able to defeat Sanji, right? That's part of the, the thought process. Obviously, Shiryu is Zoro's opponent, whatever. With Avalo, I had different reasons, but Oda could also be playing up the fact that he has a very similar fruit to what Pika had, and that's a previous Zoro opponent. So, like, I like that little back and forth there. Uh, I also started leaning at Vasco with his drunk, drunk fruit. He's ugly. You know, Sanji opponents tend to be food, etc. I don't know. It was interesting. The interaction was interesting. Um, Sawa and sleeping was, was funny as hell to me, but I didn't have much. I just liked seeing Kobe interact with the with the people and mm -hmm. that little thing always triggers me like I'm always thinking of who the strats are going to fight yeah. this this the here them being together in that light and that thought process just kind of returned to me so I don't have much more to say I'll let it go to Lawrence or Lee. yeah Law now yeah honestly I didn't have much on this one because we're just getting the start of it um, just the way the the patch were talking was a little confusing to me because they said like they had like for this one it says I've got my money on him winning straight up like, they're talking about who's fighting, but they're talking about also Kobe's bounty, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what they're going to get from, from Cross Guild. But then he says, I have my money on him winning straight up. Um, the payout is huge. So I was like, Kobe against who? Like, who are they talking about Kobe fighting against? So I was like, I, I got confused on there. But I was also questioning, I didn't understand why Kobe has such a high bounty because he's the captain. And again, he's making waves as uh, maybe they put a market because he is, Gar uh, you know, he's been trained by Garp. 
don't know how many people would know that. Like, how would they have that intelligence into the Marines? But I guess maybe his the Rocky Board incident shot him up. Like, he's not a normal captain, you know? But I was thinking ahead, like, because uh, Kobe, we haven't seen much for to be fully impressed by him because we haven't seen really anything at all. But obviously, the world, um, Old Shine telling us that people see Kobe and they see more than just the basic level of a captain. That yeah. he's even a five star, which is, I think, their highest star ranking in the gold. You know, so I don't know what they have placed at, for example, uh, vice admirals or even admirals in the cross guild. You know, but Kobe right now, that's all the stars. He's ranked up with them. I don't know how the cross guild does their ranking. You know, so but the, has that has that the fact they have Kobe there, I thought that was interesting. Um, maybe we'll see more when we get more into doing of how they do the rankings or cross guild. And um, that skull, the yapping, like going up and down yapping, is that is hilarious to me because. Uh, because I thought of Pika, like, ability too, but we haven't seen Pika do... It's mostly just a stone. It doesn't move. Like, he moves, but the mouth doesn't move. This one, you played a different aspect of it, too, uh, where uh, you have someone who can take control of a whole island, because I think he even says, too, where he can even feel people on his island. Mm -hmm. Like, something's... I feel, like, pebbles or whatever on my left peck or whatever. So he could feel exactly where he was, where the, where Siri's like, yo, just capture them, you know? I don't think it's, maybe it's new to him, the ability, because I feel like... You should be able to control it enough where you could capture people without destroying part of your own island, which is you, you know? Yeah. So maybe because you know how all the black players are getting new abilities, maybe he didn't have this ability beforehand. He just got it, and he's still getting the hang of it where he still messes things up, you know? Because you could be able to, even if you did destroy it, it's you, you could be able to restructure the island any way you want. Like how Pika was restructuring Desrosa, the stone stuff, any way he wanted, you know, to their benefit. So, um... And just going into like uh, it looks like everyone in Blackbird Two is going to have an ability. Like uh, like even like for example, uh, even the Wansan Wolf, he was already huge because like, before they call him Colossal, so he ate. He's already a giant that ate the huge, huge fruit, making him even bigger than normal. You know, so it's seeming like Blackbeard's crew is mimicking somewhat of like Kaido's crew, as in like almost everyone there is gonna have an ability. Instead of like you know, Kaido School was like smiles, but Blackbeard School is going to be real, real uh, abilities wise. But yeah, I didn't really have much on here. Um, I know we did the, the Straw Hat lineup. Uh, I think we kind of got a sample of that on Marine for Ward, where Shanks' lineup crew against Blackbeard School, who we could kind of guess who's going to fight who, because some you know Blackbeard School are like no brainers, mm -hmm. uh, like who's fighting who in the Straw Hats, but um, others are like left more to like uh, your your best estimate. But yeah, that's all I have for now until we get in further. All right, head in. Um, I have a, a little thing I was just thinking about. I thought it was pretty interesting, but you know, with the with the new bounties that we're get, we see like the cross scale bounties showing up, and we got an actual explanation of how the stars, what the stars equal, they equal treasure chests that are equivalent to about a hundred million berries a pop, right? I thought that was interesting, and it, it kind of we don't know if it's one to one. We don't know if real bounties like. A hundred million of like a pirate's bounty is equivalent to a hundred million, like one star of a uh, of one of these. Um, or if there's maybe like there's, you know, if, if the government has more money to work with, maybe they offer more money for mm -hmm. even weaker pirates. So it's hard to power scale off of that. But I was just thinking about it. Like if Kobe right now is at five hundred million, let's try and think about how that relates to Luffy, right? Because Kobe is Garp's protege, as we also get confirmation of in this chapter. Uh, that means that. Kobe is going to be to Luffy as Garp was to Roger, in a sense, right? So if that's the case, Kobe, Kobe's kind of like chasing after Luffy. Where is he on this path 
relative to where Luffy was. Well, 500 million placed Luffy at you know coming out of the Dressrosa arc. What did Kobe just get done doing? He just got done fighting a warlord himself. Hmm. So around the same time, Luffy was dealing with warlords and the kind of like the, the the fight with the warlord that capped off his whole thing against the seven warlords with Doflamingo. That was like the 500 mil mark. We have Kobe coming off the stuff with Boa. That's the 500 mil mark. Now Kobe is in a Yonko's territory. He's stuck dealing with a Yonko. He's not going to fight Blackbeard. That's Garf's thing. So who's Kobe going to fight? He's probably going to fight a commander or someone lower on the tier list. What happened to Luffy after he got done fighting a Yonko commander? Luffy got the jump to the 1.5 billion. So right now we can assume Kobe is roughly warlord level, you know, I would say. He's around Warlord level, and after this whole experience on Pirate Island, he's going to come out of it looking like Luffy came out of Whole Cake, you know, like a Fifth Emperor sort of thing. Kobe's going to—maybe he's going to get that jump to Vice Admiral. Maybe he's going to get that Hero of the Marines title that Garp got back in the, with the Rock stuff. Kobe's going to get something like that, and that's going to propel Kobe like Luffy got propelled as the Fifth Emperor. Kobe's going to come out of this, and he's going to have some sort of new heat, some sort of new fire. They're going to be talking about Kobe in the news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And then maybe he gets the Admiral later. Maybe there's going to be something else that happens. One, one day. One day. <laughs> that is his dream, so he better. He... Virgo's still wiping him. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to the DDT. If you know, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, I, I like the new reward bounties. Uh, Kobe definitely looks like Harry Potter. Uh, because his glasses are on and he has the scar <laughs> above his eye and it's like the boy who lived <laughs> um, I, I like the talking skull it just reminds me of like the nightmare before Christmas I think anytime Oda digs in his bag, uh, his bag to like these uh, these moments in our lives when we were children watching some of these movies uh, it just makes like it better like that's probably one of the reasons why I like Thriller Bark so much is because it's literally yeah. nightmare before uh, Christmas um, I I love seeing Oda call back to some chapter one through chapter ten, you know, moments that we've seen in the past, where like Kobe says he wants to be the best Marine because Marines are like good people, and he's trying to emulate that even further, uh, which happens later on in the chapter. But he's doing it as right now, like he could have escaped, but yeah. he literally said, "Nah, yo, like yeah. there's there's people that need my help," and then there was people that literally said he's a true saint it's like kobe kind of is the hero we all think luffy to be where luffy isn't the hero because he doesn't want to be <clears throat> like luffy's definitely escaped impel down but didn't care about the consequences of people that escaped impel down that wrecked havoc on peaceful communities still don't care still don't care <laughs> so and you know it's it's crazy that kobe is basically just luffy but just a Marine. Like, if Luffy became a Marine, he'd probably be Kobe if he had that good mentality of, like, doing the right things for people instead of always doing it for the people that's in his, like, his Nakama. Well, actually, I I think... I think if Luffy was a Marine, he's just Garp. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's Garp, Garp, bro. Yeah. We Garp. just get Garp. I know that Kobe is like his protege, but I think there's some differences between Kobe and yeah. Garp personality-wise. Yeah. And it, <laughs> I mean, we saw we saw Garp entered in this. We'll get to it Yo, later. Yo, can you say that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just saying he's spoiling the prize. <laughs> before we move on, two things I want to point my out. Bad, One. Shout out to Kobe getting five stars in GTA. That's that's dope. And two, <laughs> GTA. Yeah, yeah, man, he's escaping and everything. And two. Yo, how is Crossbill Guild paying this? Again, 
Wait, crocodile. They, How? They have the money through the transportation services. Bro, Buggy said he was broke. He did say that. I mean, look, it's broke. <laughs> he well, paid no, no, no. Hold on, Seth, to think about this. It's Crocodile running the show. Crocodile ran Baroque Works before. That entire organization, what was Baroque Works? It was an organization of bounty hunters. That yeah. meant he already ran a whole crew where he had to pay people out on bounty hunting. They were bounty It's the same hunters. thing. It's the same. It's just Baroque Works all over again. Yeah. So another thought I had with the Isle Isle fruit, I know people were talking about like cotton and pullers. Maybe maybe somebody that was a cotton and puller was actually had the Isle Isle fruit. Mm. At a certain point, uh, just because ores doesn't look big enough, uh, to be honest, to pull away a island to a degree that's like really heavy, right? Like mm -hmm. the only person we've ever seen be able to do something like that was Shiki with his own devil fruit. He was able to lift islands themselves. Uh, we kind actually just got a super chat in conjunction to that thought process. If yeah, we're to. gonna wait. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to finish. Thanks. Um. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did, did, like, what am I supposed to I couldn't talk. Anyway. <laughs> Shiryu coming up. He, he's kind of, like, pointless to me, bro. Like, Shiryu's the only Black Bear pirate that seems important but just never does anything. He's always just mm. smoking and looking somewhere else. And I'm just like, yo, when is this guy going to actually, like, be useful except for the one moment in Impel Down? Uh, Vasco's shot just looks dope. He looks like the it clown. And he's really about that life. When Boa Hancock was doing her thing, he was like, yo, like, can I have fun with her before we, like, are finished? And then now he's like, yo, let me burn down the whole thing. Yo, this guy's really he's just wakes up and I, just chooses violence. Yo, yeah. he's, he's a demon, bro. He, he, he's a demon. Like, he really is. And it's really cool because I think this is the first showing of San Juan Wolf's uh, huge, huge fruit is that he's blowing uh, snot bubbles, <laughs> yeah. and he's making the snot bubbles huge. Bro, and Vasco's riding it. And Vasco's riding it. <laughs> How? So, I don't think... You know how Bonnie's fruit doesn't necessarily... No, Bonnie's fruit does work on herself. All right, never mind. But it just shows that he could probably even make Pizarro even bigger. If Pizarro's like, yo, I want to be a bigger island, and then San Juan was like, all right, but got you. And he mm -hmm. just turns him into a bigger island. Like, that yeah. could be very disastrous for any pirate crew like these two in combination are crazy i think they can do anything yeah i'd have to see him use it on something else though i feel like that's one of those that would be a crazy fruit to be able to exactly. use on other things i mean that might be an awakening situation if 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 anything i was like there has to be a limit yeah immediately like, you is. can't just like start making anything big yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that are just like, yeah, I, I hope he touches me. Um, but Kobe escaping is cool, you know. Kobe doing Geppo to get away. Uh, but he's also still trying to play the decoy, uh, which is very nice. So I, I really loved Kobe uh, so far in this chapter. But let's get to the Super Chats and then we'll ask the next question. Oh, uh, yeah. We got a follow-up Super Chat from our guy Soga King. It says, Kaido's top five all-time in the verse. Hidden is tripping. Yeah, hidden tripping. <laughs> it's okay. Hidden tripping. It's okay. We'll talk again in two years. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Hidden. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. We got another uh, $2 from Logan Dismukes. It said, uh, try to find it, Larry looks defeated was supposed to be the take. So that's what he wanted to say. I'm never oh. defeated. <laughs> Ever. We got another two months membership to Nakama status from our guy, Lord Vegeta. Thank you. It says, Lord let's Vegeta. go. Shout out to Hidden the Goat. We're hunted. So, <laughs> thank you, bro. Shout out to Hidden, man. Glad you could be here with us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
We got another 20 gifted oh uh, memberships from our guy, James Hudson. Thank you so much, Pig. Pig we really thank appreciate you so it. Much for that. for <laughs> those of you that are accepting these memberships, enjoy all the emojis and things that come with membership Yeah, can, you, can, you, can the chat throw some W's, W's up for Pig, bro? W's for Just Pig, for doing man. that, man. Oh, and we got another $50 super chat from my guy, Joy Boy Mark. It says, hey, guys, keep up the top-tier content. My buddy and I have been talking. Do you guys think a previous user used the aisle aisle fruit oh, to uh, form the red line? I'd literally just say that. I don't, I don't know about... I'll tell you this, Hidden probably has a better idea because he created the green line uh, theory video. <laughs> yeah. So I would leave this to Hidden. You know what's funny? Ever since I saw that drop the pizza theory, I don't know if you know about that one. Bro, I saw your reaction to that. I was I, mind blown. I legit, I, I'm done with the green line. Like, I can't even think about that anymore. I can't. No, because, like, that, that makes too much sense to me now. Um, how the red line was made, well... I, th I feel like whatever the answer has to be, it has to answer a couple things. It has to answer, one, the whole thing where Nami talked about how each one is, like, sectioned off into, like, their own climates. That has to get explained somehow, like, it, you know? Um, if the red line was, like, pieced together, that has to get explained. So that's, like, the... It's, like, that detail, and then, in my opinion, the other detail that has to get explained to us is, um, you know, what what was there before... Because the, obviously the whales are stuck, right? So from the way that, from the way the red line appears to us, it looks like the red line's in the way. It wasn't always in the way, but now it's in the way. So we need some sort of explanation for that. So the only thing that I can think of that answers both of those is that the red line was artificial, and I think that because it came from the ancient kingdom, which had a lot, or because it's been around presumably as long as the ancient kingdom, uh, they had the technology to do crazy things that we can't even, you know, we saw Egghead Island, we saw what it looked like. Um, the, the inside of the red line, if I had to guess, is like high tech. Like mm -hmm. you go into the red line and you actually like, you know, where, where Eam was going into the vaults and stuff. If you remember, the vault that Eam went to, you could see all these like pipes and stuff coming on the, like on the wall. You know, the, all this, how do they even keep it refrigerated in there? They got, they got, they probably got cryotech going on in the red line. They have all this high tech stuff going on in there is my assumption. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, I think that's what it's going to be explained by. I don't think it's the aisle, aisle fruit because... I mean, would that all be part of the island? Like, what? what's the red line? What's not the red line? I feel like the explanation has to be more of, like, a science thing. Like, they use technology to, like, change the continents and build this wall, and it has all this technology inside, and it changed the poles of the planet or something, but it's, like, all within the red line. It's not some... It wouldn't be as simple of an explanation as, like, a devil fruit did this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that can't be what it is because then at the end of the day, pretty much everything in One Piece, all the biggest mysteries, we can just kind of say, oh, a devil fruit did this, an awakened devil fruit did right. this a long time ago. There's got to be more to that mystery, you know? The red line's too important to be explained away by a mechanic that we've had in the story the whole time. So, you know? while I do agree with a lot of what you said... Agenda piece always wins in the end. For oh, me. that's fine. That's fair. Yeah, and, and low key, when I read that, I'll, I'll create the red line comment. We, I think most people have come to the belief that the red line's destruction will create the all blue. Mm -hmm. And if Sanji's fighting Vasco shot, it could basically just be another allusion to that. But that's me. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, it could be the work of two double fruits, and we could have seen both of them in this chapter in regards to hmm. Samoa Wolf and the IL fruit. I don't know how that would work, yeah. but we were talking, you guys were just talking about it, like, if you could do those two Del Fruits together, 
that probably could create the red line. Maybe not one devil fruit just doing this awaken, but two awakened devil fruits, maybe. I was thinking something too, uh, the same thing that Hidden said. I don't think the Io Io fruit is explained correctly or at all. I think the fact that when we think about Pico, we just knew that it was like stone, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when we look at the Io Io fruit, San Juan is not in the, the island itself. He's in like the wooden floor beds of the, the housing that's there. Yeah, he has like so control he, over He kind of has like control over matter, yeah. essentially. Not like, San Juan. Not San Juan. Uh, Pizarro. Pizarro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my bad. Pizarro. Kind of is just like. He, he can form into anything. So, I mean, it's a very, like, this is where I said, like, not a lot of the Black Bear Pirates had impressive fruits to a degree. Like, the strong, strong fruit didn't seem impressive. The warp fruit was very impressive to us, right? Because warping. But the strong, like, like the, the, the huge, huge fruit and the Isle Isle fruit, those are crazy abilities. Those are, like, groundbreaking abilities when you think about it. Like, I don't know. Like, a part of me even thinks, like, okay, so an island has waterfalls on it. Can you just slip into, like, a waterfall that's, like, clean water and not seawater? Like, hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's too, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I think the explanation might be as simple as he can just um, he can just assimilate himself with whatever is attached. He can assimilate himself with the ground and whatever is attached to the ground. Does that mean he can become part of the water that's on the island i don't know i think it would be like huh it's hard to it's but like think of it like a like a human body i guess right like all all the devil fruit users in the one piece world they have water in their body but they're not getting you know it doesn't cancel out their devil fruit right yeah it's like you're like 90 whatever percent water 90 is it 98 or something i don't know what the number is crazy percentage of water makes up people so yeah, I'm a hundred because I'm drippy. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so if you had a devil fruit, you'd be fine though. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> you, you're sure not even iron today, bro. Yo, can you chill out? <laughs> can you chill out? My, my bad. But I wanted right. to mention it for the for the um, the island making the the grand line though. But I'm thinking about, for example, we all know that's where I'm pretty sure that's where the celestial dragons kind of like reside on top of the the red line, right? Mm -hmm. But we all know before who lived there was the lunarians. Mm -hmm. Right, and I don't know how far back that's going, but it may seem like it was ancient when they used to live there. That's a good point too. Yeah. So I I don't know if it was artificial because to me I was thinking all right, I could think of the world government trying to establish like separating support like you would create a wall to stopping people to help align themselves with the ancient kingdom. Why is it always a wall, man? <laughs> because I'm thinking that they would try to control it, but if it's always been there because the Lunarians lived there, you know, I don't know how far back that goes though. You know, so I'm thinking they've been there for. And they said that they were wiped out, and it was kind of like a long ago where they talk about like they they've been extinct or whatever. So I'm thinking, I don't know where exactly where that pace them in time, but if it was created there, I don't think the ancient kingdom did. I think more like the world government do it to stop ancient the ancient kingdom getting support from their allies like, uh, like the Shinnet, Shandorians or whoever, and also to kind of regulate to control the seas. Because they remained in power for 900 years, you would kind of need to control it. But you had seas that all could just meet up any time, without your uh, without your say, without the red line to control. You know who goes out there by weeding out this and that. It's hard to control. Divide you and know? conquer. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, the problem is the Lunarians. They they live there. I'm trying to think how far back does this go? You know. Yeah. I will say one thing that I just noticed. You know how Sanji's whole character is like he's like this huge horny guy all the time. And like his dream is to to find the all blue. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I was thinking like he's trying to knock down walls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done now? I can't. I don't know where you even took that. It doesn't even. You know what's crazier? <laughs> he like manipulates fire, right? It's because he always in heat. <laughs> I hope no one can understand this. I was going to make a burning joke. Okay, I see what you did. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) can you tell me it doesn't work out, though? I don't want it to. I don't think I want it to. We got another $10? I don't know what that is. Uh, From Atlas100, it says, Hey, T.O.P.T., really enjoying listening to you guys and hidden opinions on One Piece. Also, what do you think about the different panels we got of Blackbeard this chapter? Possibly showing three different personalities oh or goals. Uh, we haven't really got to that. We're part gonna yet. get right into it. Next question. If we don't have anything else, uh, I think we oh, did have him a few, a couple. Yeah, we got twenty dollars from Binks, but there's no uh, okay. comment. Uh, next time, Binks, please. No, no, no. He did or, comment. Did he? It's called Binks, and then we're supposed to think sake. Oh, come on, bro. Come on, bro. No, the song. (laughs) Are you untopped or not, bro? (laughs) What? Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bix, thank you so much. Uh, Please leave a comment that we'll try to read um, if you you had something to say. Uh, And we got another $2 from Joy Boy Mark. It says, the ancient kingdom built it section by section, brick by brick. Oh, up. <laughs> oh my God! What's going with you today, bro? Because I came onto the show, bro. This happens you every time. This is Larry. I came in. I, I we came got here. two more hours, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Before even before even asked me how I was doing, he was like, "Hidden, your haircut looks so <laughs> nice." It's been a long time, okay? It's been a long time. Right. Oh my god, bro. All right. Anyway, anything else? That's it. All right, man. All right. All right. <laughs> so, we go into a flashback with Kobe talking to Blackbeard. Blackbeard announces he wants to turn Fulalet to its own country, one that is affiliated with the world government. Kobe says it'll never work. Blackbeard says he plans to use Kobe as a bargaining chip. Kobe then says back, it still won't work. I'm a member of Sword, bro. Blackbeard doesn't understand what that means, so Aokiji intervenes and says, since he's Sword, it definitely won't work. They should think of Sword as you should think of Sword as a sailor who submitted their resignations. They can fight whoever without permission and can ignore whatever order they wish. They're wildcards. The Navy can cut them loose at any point. Blackbeard still denies the government won't like that. Their new upcoming hero, known far and wide, is taken out. He'll force the government's hand. Blackbeard tells everyone to keep him in chains. What did you guys think of this new information? And we'll start with Law. Um, to me, it's like, uh, I can't think it's like we're seeing a running thing with pirates. They're always trying to turn, pretty much take hold of a kingdom. We've seen, uh, cro- first thing was Crocodile trying to do it, right? And then we've seen, uh, but he failed. We've seen Don Flamingo achieve it, but hold it for 10 years. And then we see, uh, we have, uh, Big Mom and Kaido who have it, right? And then now we see Blackbeard trying to attain it. So for some reason, like, we have these pirates here who are, like, they're trying to withhold, like, I guess, a kingdom or a country where they get to operate out of. 
But it's not said they want to control of it completely. So it's like, from really, if you want to be a pirate, that's kind of like the top. They oh, that's your main goal of trying to do it for whatever reason. And him trying to get this word like Black we see where Black sees a vision, even though it's like it's not as simple. He makes it like I'm gonna achieve it, and it's like he kind of like downs how, the difficulty of doing it. Like yeah, it's gonna go. It's just gonna go my way. Like I'm gonna trade in a battleship. I'm gonna trade in uh, what's his name Bonnie for a battleship. You know, but it's just like, no, bro, why would they listen to you in the, for that battleship? Basically, uh, you know, and then right here, uh, see, the sword thing was sword in a way. I'm trying to still wrap my head around because they, these are Marines who who already sent in their resignation, right? So then it's like world government is like, all right, but they're they're your own. Like, you know, you're your own, uh, your own person, even though we're online with you. So how do you still level up? Like you know, you move in the ranks because technically, you don't follow. You could disobey their orders. You don't have to get permission for them, right? You could kind of just do whatever you want. And then what you think of, Garp basically does that already. Why wouldn't Why didn't Garp join Sword or be a part of Sword or be the you know the leader of Sword of Sword because he kind of does that already, you know? But then also too, it's like all right, but they're one thing. The, the, the Navy could just be like, oh, well, we're not affiliated with them. Yet, what we saw later on. Kobe's looked at as the future of the Marines. So I'm like kind of like trying to bow my head around like how does sword kind of place here? Because it also factors into why we saw Anuanu, the world government, easily just attack Drake because they kind of viewed sword as a way, we're not affiliated with you. You know, you're just your nation. I can kill you no problem. Like the Marines are not going to have a problem with it. Where technically if you had the world government and the Marines fighting each other, that's going to be a problem. But if you're a sword, he's like, no, there's no problem at all. The Marine, you don't hold a station in the Marines, even though you hold official titles like Kobe is captain, you know? So I'm just trying to wrap my head around that, how this makes sense and why, how does this help the Marines out of holding sword? Yeah, I understand it for a secret agency-wise. It's perfect, you know? Like, no, that person's not a part of us. But you have people who legit, because like I said, like Drake, he was undercover as a pirate, so you wouldn't know that he's a Marine. Kobe, who's sword, he, he legit raised the Marine flag. So, but he's part of Sword. I don't see how this works in your favor, you know? Drake, I can see why, because he's a secret <coughs> agent, you mm -hmm. know? Kobe, I don't see. And that's why it's being used against him with Blackbeard. It's like, he's your hero. You're going to throw him away because he's part of Sword? Nah, this is a hero everyone recognizes that, that they trust in. Kind of like another a mini Garp, so to speak. So I, I'm trying to still wrap my head to how sword uh, in the best way. How does it work out for the Marine Corps business-wise and for their overall goal of justice? You know, and also I, mm. I had to think back of this flashback because uh, I was thinking this took at first I had to reread it a few times where this took place because I was thinking this is a place before or after his fight with Law. Mm -hmm. But then reading it and then who's seeing was here. This is really before he meets up with Law and his group. So Blackbird's still not on the island, so he's either still fighting Law or they're finishing up soon. Hopefully, Oda shows us what's happening there because we already saw the Kid and Shanks get kind of done. I want to see what's happening with uh, Black that battle with Blackbeard and Law. And um, right here, we see Aokiji looking. He's full on in the Blackbeard crew, even explaining certain things. And I wonder what is going to happen here because I still hold what he's, that talk with Smoker that Aokiji had to hold true. He's like, I'm still me, you know? Saying it's still me, speaking to an old friend who served in the Marines with him, that I'm still me. I'm still fighting on the side of justice, right? Even though I'm, I'm there's other ways to fight for justice. So to me, that speak, that talk with Aokiji had with Smoker is still saying that I'm still fighting on the right side, even though it doesn't look that way. 
So showing that what what he what he has with Blackbeard, he he has his own plans with agenda, and we should see it soon. But he's giving Blackbeard all the information he needs about what sword and everything. But we'll see about that. And I think that's as far as you got. When my name come up, <laughs> <laughs> Mark. <laughs> uh, hit him. Um, this is just, I mean, we're going to talk agenda. This is all just support for my oh, agenda. <laughs> Me this too. This is all just support for my, my Monkey D. Dragon's Great Marine Conspiracy. Okay? So, we have Garp. We have, we have a bunch of new pieces that were introduced this, this chapter. Let me, I'll quickly, I'll quickly explain the theory for, for those who haven't seen the video. But the basic idea of the theory is that, um, two people, when, when O'Hara was burned, two separate members of the Monkey family declared war because of the same de event. They both declared war against the world government. Luffy shot down the flag right after the O'Hara flashback and right after the actual event, Dragon met with Vegapunk, talked about how he started the Revolutionary Army. So, what I was thinking about this event was that maybe it wasn't just two members of the Monkey family that declared war that day, it was three, and that Garp secretly had some sort of involvement uh, in the starting of the Revolutionary Army with Dragon, where he stayed in the Marines, and Vegapunk, working with the Marines from then on, may have had some involvement with them as well. And the whole theory basically, at the, the end point of this theory is to say that S.W.O.R.D. and Garp and, and everyone I think is involved in S.W.O.R.D. is working indirectly with the Revolutionaries and with Vegapunk, and the Seraphim are going to be used to turn against the world government. It's going to basically uh, kind of be the Lunarians taking back their homeland from the world government on top of the Red Line. Uh, that's what I think is the, the setup. And the reason this chapter helped confirm that for me was because when I made that theory, I didn't have confirmation that Garp was in S.W.O.R.D. I didn't know what Garp's affiliation was, and it didn't, it didn't get stated in this chapter outright, but it's really leading me down this path. I can't think of any other way Garp could be part of the Marines and not be directly involved with S.W.O.R.D., at least in some leadership capacity. I'll explain that in a second, but basically the whole thing with this chapter taught me two things. It taught me that Garp happens to work with a ton of other people in S.W.O.R.D., that Kobe, his protege, happens to be a high-ranking officer in S.W.O.R.D., and now Garp, without a nameplate to designate which, which organization he belongs to, pulls up. He's, the, he's basically the captain of this group. He's the, he's the big boss of this group of all S.W.O.R.D. members. So I'm just led to believe, well, Garp has to be a part of S.W.O.R.D. Let's think back to Water 7 when Garp and Kobe met with Luffy. There's no way that he is allowed to be meeting with Luffy after what happened at Ennius Lobby, like what, 10 minutes ago? He's allowed to be meeting with his kid with Kobe and Bogart is there with him and they're all having conversations and, and friendly little banters. And who do they talk about? Who is the first person that both Kobe and Garp talk about? It's Monkey D. Dragon and Dr. Vegapunk are both brought up in that conversation when Kobe and Garp pull up. So ever since then, I've been wondering, are they in some shit right now? Are they in something that we don't know about? And I think this is going to get revealed to us with this, with this whole little arc right now. And that's how it's going to tie into Egghead. Because we have Egghead happening at the same time. We have Kobe and Garp and doing their thing on Pirate Island at the same time. I think some allegiances are going to get revealed very soon. I think Aokiji is going to play a big part in that too. And that's why this is all kind of getting explained now. What sword is, what they're about, whose jurisdiction they operate under. And now we have Garp pull up and do something for once. So, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like if there's any reason that sword was founded, 
it was founded by Garp, a guy who doesn't like taking orders from the Marines, and he found a way, a system, to, to get around that, to have Marines that are with him, that agree with his moral, his form of justice. They can cast aside their title, they can put their title on the line and follow Garp and do stuff, you know, mess with the Yonko, do stuff outside of the, the realm of approval from the higher-ups. And I think that's, that's all gonna get, you know, tied up pretty soon in a nice bow. Um, that's what I feel like. All right, Seb. All right, I have a couple of things I want to say. Uh, Lawrence, Hayden, y'all had some really great points. I want to echo some of the things you said and then not so much combat them, but just speak on them. But first things first, Blackbeard trying to secure a kingdom via the world government and trade instead of just yonkoing it out like Shanks and Big Mom and Kaido did is weak sauce. And I love Blackbeard, but what, what are you... you Save for the people in the yeah, back. Yeah, what are we talking about? You gonna trade Kobe for a king? Bro, just make it a kingdom. Y'all can't mess with it because I'm him. That's what every other Yonko has done. Whitebeard, that's what he did. Shanks, that's what he's doing. Kaido, that's what he did. What did, what did Greenbull say? We ain't pulling up because Kaido's here. But you're making trades? I, again, I love Blackbeard more than the most. But come on, son. That's weak. Um, Larry W? Listen, I'm not saying it's a Larry W per uh, se. Okay. But the mentality is just weak. That's not a conquer. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not even saying Blackbeard's not a conquer or whatever. That personality that we got a super chat about, that one right there was not a conquer. Mm -hmm. Trading pieces for, well, for let, what let you him, want. Let me finish, bro. Let, let me cook, bro. Let no, I'm playing. Um, number two, I think Aokiji's definitely in sword. And I do want to say... Uh, he was trying to figure out why the hell Kobe out here potentially blowing his cover. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> why would you say that? He went, bro, what? I'm deep cover, bro. You trying to get me killed out here? I'm in the game. Like, are you serious? Like, he had to basically give this information because otherwise, what you mean, Sword? What's that about? And then it's, nah, bro, Kobe tripping. And this, this is what I mean. We got Kobe to a T in this chapter. We got the good part of Kobe and the dumbass part of Kobe. He's too <laughs> honest. Why would you be talking yeah. about Sword without Kiji right here? Yo, uh, it's crazy. He's like, rookie mistake. You bro, hate to see it. You hate to see it. Um, beyond that, the world government, the, the Marines having Mission Impossible disavowed agents is fire. I love that wow. as a development. It makes perfect sense. And this is what you were talking about, Lawrence in regards to, like, why would they allow this, right? And this is where it kind of got mixed up in my head with what Hidden was saying. But, so the Marines basically, when they appointed a Kainu to be the fleet admiral, there was clearly division between people who were supporting Aokiji and people who were supporting a Kainu. I don't know when S.W.O.R.D. was created, per se. In Hidden's theory, it was created the day that O'Hara fell, right? Or at least that day yeah. that... Uh, or some point uh, soon after that. That was the trigger. Yeah. That's very much possible. In my mind, the Marines were facing a mass exodus, right? Like, they had the, they had the, the draft, and this, this backs up why they had a draft in the first place. Cool. They were facing a mass exodus of people who were going to line up with S.W.O.R.D. And the solution to that is, okay, hand in your Marine codes. Y'all will still fly Marine flags and ships and we'll supply y'all. Whatever y'all decide to do is cool, but we reserve the right to disavow any actions you take. Y'all want to go fight a Yonko? That's on you. We're not going to protect you. We're not going to go out of our way to help you. We're not going to do anything for you. But y'all can't just leave. We're not just going to let y'all go. We still need the world to see y'all as Marines, whether it's Garp, Kobe, 
Aokiji, except whatever. We need the, the world to see these people as Marines because you can't have a mass exodus. But to combat the potential of the mass exodus, let's hold a draft because we need more Marines. We can't be having this people leave and then not replace them with people. So this chapter tells us a lot about Marines and they're gonna tell us a little, a little more uh, in the coming panels. But I, I absolutely loved this whole section here because again, agenda piece runs wild. And this pushes a few. Hidden's theory, what you were saying, Larry's agenda about Blackbeard. But I just think that was really quality storytelling that we got right there um, in regards to the reveal of what sword is, Aokiji's instant quick thinking, because I don't think anyone still thinks that Aokiji's really down for Blackbeard. So whether he's a sword agent or not, I just think he was saving his own ass, and Kobe being the innocent, ignorant, like gullible dude that he is, probably just put Aokiji in that kind of position mm -hmm. where, and this is what I want to say, agenda piece again, on this show before I've talked about Aokiji going to be the one to kill Garp. He might have to do something to prove his allegiances to Blackbeard now that Blackbeard knows that sword is a real thing. So we're going to mm -hmm. see about that one. Video might be coming soon, but <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. Larry, I'll pass it to you. Um... Is Blackbeard still top one in the verse? That's that's really the only question I got. Like 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 Sebastian said, you can't be out here negotiating uh, kingdoms. Just make yours, bro. I think anybody that's ever been truly like a conqueror would tell you, except for like kid, would be able to say like, yo, like I'm just gonna make my own kingdom. We've seen it with Dof you know, Doflamingo. We see it with Boa Hancock. We've seen it wherever Shanks goes. It's basically his kingdom, right? Like his kingdom is on the go, and like. I just think that overall, conquerors don't act that way to a degree, especially a conqueror of like the position of what Blackbeard wants. So, so the show is based on willpower. That's the premise, right? Blackbeard's goal is to become the pirate king. This doesn't seem very pirate king like of him to be like, I'm just gonna go under the the, the banner of the world government. The only other person that has conquerors that's done that is somebody later in the chapter but also like Sengoku but they're marines he's like a pirate and he still wants to act like a warlord to a degree like he wants to act a part of that Shichibukai system and I just feel like if Big Mom's not doing it Kaido's not doing it if Shanks is not doing it then you shouldn't do it either you should have enough respect for yourself but clearly he's still trying to scheme and that just doesn't fit my 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 thing. And like I said, like Blackbeard is on Frawl Watch, bro. He's been on Frawl Watch for no. a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Sword being revealed with Kobe. I think it was mad dumb. I'm so glad that Aokiji was the first one to tilt his head. Like, yo, chill, bro. <laughs> yo, why? But the thing is, what I started to notice too, Blackbeard didn't even question Aokiji. Mm. And that's the most important part to me. It's like he didn't even think to himself or have like a little thought bubble from Oda be like, yo. Could this dude probably be a sword? People always say how smart Blackbeard is. That's not a that's a dumb moment to me. I would have been like, well, this dude was an admiral, bro. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Blackbeard could have thought it and been smart enough not, not to, to show say. his hand. Yeah, yeah. Because what are we gonna do? Fight it out right now? Yo, you yes. a sword? Is this you? Yes. 
Yes. If he's training Kobe, Dude, he doesn't, he's not that confident. I'm not going to scrap with Aokiji in the room. He'll freeze he the whole room in two seconds. You cannot just, scrap with him right now. Like he, he fights law within so, whatever and got hit. You can't risk it's, it's that right like now. Aokiji is like Pizarro. This is like an ad, a former admiral who just happened to join your group Listen, and like is just if, chilling with if, you. You don't want to start shit. If, if, Blackbeard, if Blackbeard, like everybody say he is, <laughs> he can handle that. All right, well, and he got his whole crew there. I got to call that. If not, no. He will get stopped. And this is why, if you were in the One Piece world, you'd be getting played by Blackbeard. <laughs> no, like a fiddle. I would, I would be getting I would, played. I would, I would he is Blackbeard. counting on everyone. I would be Blackbeard. He's counting on. No, you wouldn't. You're yes, counting on, on everyone. Hold on. You've said how many times you'd be ace. He lost to Blackbeard. He, he even. Well, you hold said, on. Hold on. The ace is different. Though. I'm not. I'm not being completely double fruit dependent. All right. He even offered Ace to join his crew. He, obviously, Ace is not going to join his crew. You just killed one of the dudes that that Ace was responsible Listen, for. Blackbeard I get the obviously does. He taunts people. He throws. <laughs> he he puts his nuts on the table. He's like he like he sees Ace. He sees Ace on Bonaro Island. And he's like he's like. Hey man, you want to join my cruise? Like I'm here to kill you, but you could join me anyway. That'd be pretty fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> he's like he he plays with people. He plays around. He's telling Kobe, "Yeah, I'm gonna build a pirate kingdom on Pirate Island. I'm gonna be King Blackbeard." It's always How's he's that? playing around with people. Like, well, and then you're he gets telling one, me the guy that wants to make a kingdom on Pirate Island is not Pirate King material right there. No. Whether or not, all right, well. There's different the, definitions of it. Because that same tomfoolery you're talking about got him one shotted by Magellan. We don't know. The same guy that mm. walked away from Shanks, saying that but, two chapters before that, he was the most invincible person in the but world. We don't know if he came in there to beat Magellan. He came in there, he got what he came for, though. He went there and he got what he came for. He didn't. I, he didn't go there to beat Magellan. That's the end result. Luffy but that was, got, only, that Luffy, was only because of fate. Luffy, Luffy got busted by Magellan three times. I feel you, but Luffy's also not considered top one or Shanks level in the verse at that time and moment. And neither, was, knew, neither was Blackbeard. Yo, by many people, that's not true. A lot of people believe that he was Shanks level. No already. one was saying that Blackbeard was Shanks level at Marineford, bro. He left Marineford when Shanks pulled up. <laughs> Yo. He literally admitted it himself. Yo, listen, we we on the same ship, but we we just like the wind going two different ways. <laughs> I, all, all I'm saying is like, if if Aokiji is here right now, I mean, it's kind of like I don't even know if. Aokiji is known to be in Sword 2, if he is, to Kobe. I think it might have been something no. that might have been talked to with he, Sengoku, Akainu, and Garb. Yeah. Like, all four of them might know, but, like, nobody else in Sword knows. Because I, I don't think everybody else knows that everybody else is in Sword. They probably don't know who, everyone that's in it. Probably They're probably wiped from the system. There's, like, no record, probably. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Like, yeah. Right I, don't think, I don't think Akainu knows if he is. I don't think Akainu knows. I, so, my question to you uh, guys, and we don't have to go into it. I really, we, we, don't, we have enough time, but it's just like... I like do you who do you consider cooler? Sword or Cypherpole? Because to me I think sword is dope. Sword, bro. I think sword is dope. The second Cypherpole. Listen. Cypherpole? Bro, yeah. one of the one of the Sword. Sword? Sword. It's not even close. Dude, the the we're talking about potentially Aokiji and Garp and Sengoku as sword members. The coolest Cypherpole member is to shout out the hidden, Dripper Scarfino. And Luchi? I think Rob Luchi's mad cool. Are, He's cool. He's not cooler than Garp. He's not cooler than Alkid. He's literally not cooler than Alkid. Like, come on, man. It's not. It's not. It's not debatable to me. No, because I feel like, for example, we could say the, the Mission Impossible stuff. Mm -hmm. Sword is literally the secret agents where uh, Cyberpunk is like you're basically assassins. You kind of know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Sword is more of like 
more behind the scenes, like where you don't know what you're dealing with because it's like it's supposed to be a cover up. Like for example, I, the one thing the rebuttal of your thing is like I know you said with the whole uh, fall of like Alkiji and Akainu, but Drake, Drake was showing that he was part of Sword back when he was a supernova, you know, because he was already a pirate and he was a rear well, admiral. So the. That's questionable. We don't know that. Yeah, like he, you think he was part of Sword? Yeah, but it's very possible. He it's was. possible. He it's very was. Possible he was. It, it also could have not been like an uh, an identified thing yet, where people are returning, were turning oh, in the you. Marine Corps. Like, like was Rosinante a part of Sword? He was doing the same thing that Drake is doing. doing. Was he a part of Sword though? Like, was Sword established and an yeah. entity yet? It's very possible it was. Whatever Hidden says, we'll believe it. <laughs> that's, like, that's where I'm at right I'm now. with that too. Yeah. Okay. But uh, what I will say is, I think Cypherpole has the better drip. Yes. Yeah. They do. But Sword has the better vibes. Dude, yeah. it's people yeah, doing it's what vibes. they believe in for real. Luchi's yeah. just, he's still just Luchi. I, I have the right to kill people for this. Like, no, you're, you're not believing in anything. These people are Dude. doing what they believe in. The yeah. question was just about who's cooler. For me, the simpler answer is, okay, I see a bunch of guys. They, their organization is called Cypherpole Aegis Zero cool. as opposed to Sword. <laughs> so for me, it's like, all right, the name's cooler. The drip's cooler. They got masks. They got they they, ha, they have a whole mask thing. You can make your own OC. Uh, yeah. You can make your own original character, Cypherpole member, if you wanted to. You can make your own mm -hmm. your own custom mask, and you could do all this cool what, stuff. What are you doing, Sword? What, man? What's the difference between a Cypherpole agent and a clan member? <laughs> I really you don't tell know. me, Hidden. I genuinely yes, I brought it. No, <laughs> what, so is this? <laughs> I can't. All white masks. What's wrong with you, bro? I'm just saying. Okay. Clearly racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, I have to go with sword. Yeah, it's it's cool now. Yeah, yeah, I, I just thought the question was like a surface level. <laughs> Ain't no surface level. I on thought top, it was like a, this is this is so dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to add a. a few. Hurry up, Lawrence. <laughs> Try to get the super chats. Oh yeah, we need super chats. Well, I just wanted to clarify, like for example, we talk about Blackbeard. Is a running thing where him, like you know, how, um, there's thing like he, the way he goes about things. But his MO since the beginning when we saw him kind of has not changed. It's soft. It, no. It's always been soft. You, you, you can look at it that way because it's like he's the type he, of guy is like, a pirate. I'm not going to work harder. It's like, no, we're, we're, uh, we're the, think smarter, not harder. Yeah. If there's any easy way that he could achieve his goal, he's going to do it. Literally in the beginning, I want to find the darkness fruit. What am I going to do? I said, I'm turning my own flag and finding it on my own going through the trenches. No, I'm going to join on the white beard because that's the easiest way for me to find the darkness fruit. And then he joins his own crew. Just say he not a conqueror, bro. Then, it's not easy, bro. <laughs> like, so, he saw. so it's more like how I see it with Black or Blackbeard. You could view it as software anyway, but like he's trying to like anyway the easy route I'm gonna take to achieve my goal instead of hurting myself or busting my butt. But like, and his wise is more. You can even view it as more strategic. Mm -hmm. But his is like the easy route I'm going to take. That's yeah. that's Blackbeard's mo with everything. I'm the easier way I could find. I figured out doing it. That's the way I'm gonna go about doing yeah. it. Look, you don't gotta call him a conqueror, but when the, if you're saying that, then we gotta acknowledge that a conqueror put a scar on Shanks's face forever, or, or that a guy that a wasn't a conqueror, a non-conqueror put a scar on Shanks's no, face sorry. forever. The guy, the guy who, by the way, just did what we saw, you know, to use this kid. That's so, crazy. So, so a guy, he put a scar on his face forever, and anyone else that that Blackbeard beat. I'm not also, gonna, they lost to a non-conqueror too. That that goes for Whitebeard too. I'm not too, gonna have y'all gaslight me, because y'all know I'm gonna go in for mad long, <laughs> and I'm not gonna do that. So we'll move on. Okay. Oh, uh, 
Speaking of not gaslighting Larry, we got a $5 super chat from Big <laughs> Hudson that says, yo, is Larry's eyebrows starting to swirl? Hashtag giving Sanji vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we got another $5 from JT. Shout out to JT, man. Uh, super busy today. Won't be able to tune in. Love y'all. But you like, just did. I don't know, man. Love y'all like always. And shout out to my T.O.P.T. goat, Lawrence, with a heart. Hey! How? Thank you. Yo, it's funny because I love. feel like JT Lawrence got and more fans than me and Sebastian combined. So, I, I feel like I feel like JT and Lawrence would butt heads on so many topics. They would. <laughs> but he loves them for whatever reason. Uh, but thank, thank you, you so JT. much, JT. Appreciate you. Uh, I feel like we got yeah we got another five dollars from Gabby Gabby Gabe. <laughs> it says hi new OP fan. What's the deal with Blackbeard? Why is he so important? Shouldn't Luffy's main villain be Shanks? Why is the opposite? Why is he the opposite to Luffy? It's a very it's a, com- it's a very long answer, <laughs> but it's simply he's just the antagonist, bro. He's, he's the antithesis of Luffy. Everything yes. that Luffy represents, he represents the opposite. Shanks will never sh- highlight that. He was never going to be able to portray that element of storytelling. Shanks so, is just the ultimate milestone. Yes. Where Blackbeard is the person that gets in the way. It's simply you're gonna look at like kind of like Yin and Yang. Yeah, Luffy's yeah. the sun, Blackbeard's the dark. So everything Luffy does, Blackbeard does it in like a dark way. Yeah. So he's like the dark Luffy. Yeah, so Blackbeard's a professional hater. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much why. <laughs> yeah, he is. I don't know which aisle Hidden is like on with Blackbeard. It's either I, not I, there. I it's no, there. It's, it's a reasonable. It's hidden. It's, it's hidden. It's Listen, oh, bro. Yeah, you think you can hide Pizarro? <laughs> Could I hide Pizarro? Yeah. How do you? What do you mean, like? In the hidden island. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the hidden, hidden movie. Yeah. <laughs> Man. No, I, I, we were saying this last stream. I, like the whole Blackbeard crew is like the hidden island because we got one of them got the alcohol mm-hmm. fruit, the other one got the invisibility, the hidden fruit, mm-hmm. the other one's got the island fruit. So why you, like why you caping for him so much right now? Was it? That's why you caping? Yeah, for exactly. Right exactly. You. Yeah. You. He, you get it. He, he's a Blackbeard pirate. You wearing black? He wearing yeah, black. I'm wearing black. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I knew what was up today. I came here prepared. We got another five dollars super chat from Bait Zadust. It says, or maybe it's Bite. Whatever. Uh, it says Blackbeard wants to make an official island so he can get access to Mary Joa and the Reverie so he can advance the next step of his plan. Can't do that as a Yonko without yeah. getting clearance. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. They would not let him, no matter what. Yeah, Whatever. They let Shanks up there. Uh, <laughs> we got another five. Respect. I don't know what that is, currency-wise. Um, from Atlas 100, it says, I don't know if you guys got my first Super Chat, but what do you guys think about Blackbeard's different personalities being shown this chapter <laughs> and his true goal? I think Yeah, we, we got that. We got it. We didn't really touch on it. Did he show different personalities yeah. this chapter? I didn't get that too much. Yo, Blackbeard could literally like blink, and somebody be like, yo, somebody else inside his body did that for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to be honest. I've kind of dropped off that whole mentality of him having multiple personalities. You know that? whole thing where they're like oh it's not him it's they yeah there was like i don't remember who said it but someone was talking about that line it might have been like randy troy or morge or someone but they were talking about how like it's not they're saying that he has multiple personalities it's they're saying that that luffy and zoro recognize that he's the captain of captain of his own crew Mm -hmm. and that there's other people in that crew that are there with him and it's not just him and it was like kind of like a birds of a feather realization thing. Like this guy is, uh, he's another, he's like another pirate like us. Like he's not just a random dude. 
that's what I always, and, and since then I've kind of seen it that way because they said it's not him it's they and then as they walk away Blackbeard pulls up in his squad now all yeah. of a sudden his squad comes out the crowd and he has his boys exactly you know but they do mention it they again though or maybe he's just trying to follow the the asinine pronoun cat culture <laughs> so please don't <laughs> <laughs> alright we uh, got another two dollars from Muglatan it says Kurohige is the Kuro of the new world all brains what? That Blackbeard is like Captain Kuro from Three Times Good. We got another two dollars from Terrence Matthews. It says, "As a Yako, Blackbeard is a bum." <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. I love it. <laughs> we got another two dollars from James Hudson. It says, "Blackbeard is a yonk." No, a lot of Blackbeard slander in here. That's so fraud, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got another two dollars from the Chestnut Tanuki. The lovely Chestnut says, "The Blackbeard slander has to stop." For real, <laughs> Blackbeard top one. Chestnut See, also they, said that like <laughs> Blackbeard would beat Roger. See, then and Luffy would beat Roger. Yeah, and also that like listen, Shanks wasn't that guy. Listen, and we were all Shank sheep. Listen, the way <laughs> so, the way Chestnut Chestnut capes, betting like two fifty right now, bro. Listen, the way Chestnut capes for Blackbeard is way out chest for for Chestnut, bro. Chill out. Alright? Let her go. You can keep going, bro. Alright. We got another $10 from Joyboy Mark. It says Blackbeard probably has the sensu sensui multi personalities uh, and each has different strength levels. I don't know why everybody finds this multiple personality thing attractive. Like, the only person that's ever did it right was literally the guy from Yu Yu Hakusho. That's what she I, I didn't even like it when Sensui did it. But it was, okay. you know what it was? It was because the darker tone allowed it to be a little bit cooler than what One Piece would probably make it. <laughs> it takes away from Blackbeard's character. We've mentioned it so many times. I, I'll just remember, I'll always remember the day that they were, that the, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry for any people who aren't caught up on Yu Yu Hakusho. That's yet, their but, fault. But it's like, you know, <laughs> um, but like, I, I still remember the day I was seeing the Sensui fight and then in the fight, like halfway in, he just like changes it completely changes modes and what he he took off like his hand and he, he had like a, a gun. He had a gun in there. <laughs> and I was like, that was a moment I was like, Okay, like, <laughs> what is going on? The, the like, this is, is you, like dumb. You, you man. had peak fighting with him and Tagoro, like the arc prior, and it's like Sensui just isn't doing that. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, if Blackbeard, like, if it gets this, if there's this whole like crazy reveal where Blackbeard's fighting Luffy, and then there's like another panel, and then Blackbeard's hand comes off, and he has a hidden gun inside. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "This is what scarred your friend Shanks." And he's like, and he's like "This is the no, no, you know what it would be." It explains yeah, our so personalities like, perfect. Yeah, you're dark. But bro. I will say though, <laughs> besides from when they first met Blackbeard, Luffy called him day again when um back when um this I think is right after like Death Rosa. Or uh Hokeko or Nami sprunging out like dragon. Yo, maybe he's just like female and male, bro. There, there is a theory. There's a theory about Blackbeard that he was a he was like a uh, like a cannibalized twin. Like like he he was like a <laughs> I twin, remember that one. And then like his brother is like still inside him, and it's like two two people. It was, was can you tell us about that, Lawrence? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. It Have you ever me? tried to cannibalize Lionel? No. It, but it reminds that's a me, lie. But, 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 I've never tried to cannibalize Lionel. It reminds me of The Office where Dwight, he's like, I'm the strength of a grown man and uh, was it? a, a fetus. Yeah. He I thought you were going to say when he put the mask on his face. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> what? What, yeah, remember? what are we doing? When they were trying to give what? CP. Uh, what are we doing? All right, just, 
Can we keep going? All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we got another $20 super chat from Richard Alvarez. It says, if Alkiji's not a part of the world government anymore, what would be his end goal? I'm so I sing. I'm so nice. I sing. Yeah, that song came on. This <laughs> I, I have no idea, uh, honestly. Huh? Well, the thing is, from what yeah, we know from Aokiji, <laughs> is that when he did go to uh, to Punk Hazard and he went to go help out Smoker, he said to Smoker, I'm still me. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some clear indication that overall he's still him, right? Yeah. He said it himself. I think we should take his word for it. Goal-wise, we just don't know. We don't have enough info. He would run a really nice ice cream yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, it's like either wait for, uh, just wait for a par and hit him to come out with a theory. And, I'm and, always going to refer to that. Like, if we don't got the answers, just wait for them. And, and Seb, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got one cooking. You guys got A.O. Larry and Sig- Signature yeah, 7 man. now. You guys can yeah. make the theory. Man. No more lies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got much don't sauce around no. PG, I'll be honest. I don't got enough. <laughs> like, Maybe if I had split personalities, bro. <laughs> I can't. I think he's just trying to like showcase or find his own justice away from the away from the Marines. Because he also said without there's another way to find justice without serving the marines like you know because he's like the way they go about it is n- something that he kind of been disagreeing ever since o'hara so he's been clashing with them ever since then so he's trying to do it in his own way where he believes it so i think he's going to show his own he's like not really going to start his own you know agency because that's he wouldn't be lining what back when he was doing that but he's trying to showcase his own justice without the marines yo real talk y'all think he ever played freeze tag <laughs> You're it. the greatest <laughs> freestagger of all time. Thank right, right, you. We gotta get to the last game. <laughs> right, can, anyway, anyway. can we just get through these? We got another $5 from Slat. It says, anyone who tries to tell me OP characters are island level at best can absolutely eat it. We stay fighting the weakest in the big three allegations. I don't know. what? Just take it back. Oh, right? man. It's, the big three, the weakest in the big three thing ended the moment Gear Fifth happened. I'm sorry, guys. Can we can we just put a rest to this? L- L- Luffy literally is the mask now, okay? He's, he, if you really, really want to say that he's not planetary level or whatever, he literally just has to imagine a planet <laughs> by the end of the story. Like, I guarantee you, by the end of this story, like, there's no way that the imagination power devil fruit is not going to be the most busted thing ever. Yeah. Like, just look at it on paper. The man can the man can bend reality, and he barely even knows how to use it right now. He's like, like straight up the sun god. Like there's not like come on. By the end of it, by the end of it, he's gonna be. He would take Naruto and he turn him into a, a, a fucking origami. Okay. <laughs> language. 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 Oh, my bad. My bad. Jeez. Sun god got throw the sun at y'all him. Get, yeah, y'all just, getting hit in turk, bro. All right? I'm just saying. Lawyer Hidden is not here today. He didn't bring the suit. I fell out. <laughs> I see this all the time. They're like, "Oh, Goku would destroy Goku would destroy Luffy." It's like, okay, maybe Goku, because like we're we're basically talking about like One Punch Man at that point. Yeah. Like, can we talk about like the others? Can we talk about like Naruto and Bleach? You're really telling me that the dude who can turn Kaido into a jump rope is gonna have <laughs> like? I just don't really see that being a big issue. Uh, I'm gonna like, be real. Uh, I just haven't finished either of them too, so I can't tell you where they power cliffed out at. So it's, a, it's all right, bro. It's yeah. it's not worth it. Word. All right, we got another five dollars from Red Hair Shankham. It says Blackbeard of Franco. <laughs> Yo, the Blackbeard fraud allegations are crazy. Yeah, they they know what they're talking about. All right, we got another five from <laughs> Rono and Chris. Shout out to Chris. He did win MVP of the DDT last week. Congrats, Chris. Congrats, Chris. Uh, 
It says, shout out to the Heavenly General Pirate Crew. If you know, you know. Say what y'all want about Blackbeard. He packed up law. <laughs> Room. <laughs> we don't know that yet. Yo, Chris, but... I'm, I'm sending it back to you. <laughs> I'm going to send that five back to you, bro. You know, you, you're good, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> And last but not least, we got another $5 super chat from Gabriel Montoya. It says, sup guys, real quick, do you think Buggy can nullify Lost Fruit if he, and put himself back together? And what's your favorite Blackberry crew dealt fruit so far? Like the stream. I'm not too sure about the Buggy thing, but my favorite devil fruit so far on the Blackbeard's crew? That's such a good question. Mm. Favorite. Um, Is that a, I guess that's not counting Blackbeard, right? Of course not. Yeah, right. Why are you always trying to be extra, bro? Can you just stay simple? <laughs> Jesus. I swear you said that to him and not me. I'm just saying. Man, um, people tell me know. to stick. People tell me to stick to theories. Don't power scale. Man, uh, power scale imagination. Listen, <laughs> try doing that. I'm gonna I'm I'm tell you right now. Most of the chat don't even know English, bro. <laughs> so don't even pay attention. Bro. What are you saying? Like, like you gotta learn not to read the comments. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, blackberry fruit? My favorite of the of the whole crew? Yeah, not uh, blackberry himself, hmm. obviously. I still don't know. I think I, the, I'm assuming we're not counting Aokiji either. Right. If I, um, if we're not counting Aokiji, if we're counting like official members out of the ones no. we've seen so far, the most interesting hype one to me is probably gonna be. Probably the warp, the warp warp fruit is one I really want to know more about. I want to know what the limits of that are because yeah. if he's able to like warp his shots around, if he's able to warp himself around or other people, like I want to know the limitations of that because that's going to be one of the most exciting fights in the story for mm -hmm. me personally. Is like him versus Usopp, like sniper versus sniper, yeah. shots warping stuff like that. That sounds cool. The, the island fruit's a little bit boring. To, it's just like Pika all over again, in my opinion. It's cool, but like doesn't really catch my eye. Um, you know what? I do want to know. I want to know about Lafitte, man. I want to yeah. know about Lafitte. That's the that's the that's thing. The I feel like there's a reason he's the last one. There's a reason Oda hasn't told us his fruit mm. before everyone else. Like that that's got to mean something, right? Um, so I don't know, man. I'll probably say the huge huge fruit right now, because that's that's a crazy power. Need that, huh? I do need it. <laughs> To me, I want to go my favorite, but to me, one of the most interesting is the what's her? I always forget her name. Katarina Devon. Yeah, her, because she's. I think she's the only one that we that we know of that had it before everyone else, right? Like she had it while she was in the pull down, where everyone's kind of like getting new abilities. She's had it the longest, so she's gonna be the most experienced with her fruit, out of everyone else. You know, and I think yeah. they're gonna expand that in more than everyone else, because like I would like to say Hades Burgess, because I'm to me it reminds you like oh possibly with that but yeah. I kind of feel like he's an idiot so he's not going to take it that very much he's just a brute but like Devon I think she's going to take her ability wise with like probably the furthest out of everyone else yeah alright so. uh, I'm going to go booze booze fruit just to be different and because I have, a, I have inner demons man you have drink. <laughs> <laughs> you have drinking problems that's it bro drink you, can even, you also get rich with that without having to do too much you don't yeah. need, get a liquor license you good Unless it, unless, unless it all comes out as nose. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Are you like pouring it out of your fingers? They don't need to see that though. You know what I mean? They don't need to see it. <laughs> so how are you serving it? You, he's the slurry. Don't worry about it. I don't need to be a bartender. Oh, you know what it is? It's slurm. Uh, it's slurm. It's slurm. Future Look, no, Look at what he was at. It was slurm. It was slurm. Yeah. Yeah. It was slurm. He's yeah. like, I can't stop drinking it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. let, all right, guys. Let's move forward. I'm sorry. Those are gonna have to wait. Shout out the par in the chat. But no, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Par? Hey, Par. Um, Hello, let's par. go to the next one. 
targets enough hellos. Also, yes, Buggy <laughs> can nullify Law's fruit. That, that was the first part of the question. Yeah. All right. Oh, you think? Uh, yeah. nah. but, all right, let's get to it. So I want to get to phone calls so people could talk to Hidden. Uh, <laughs> finally, we see Kobe running away in his Chelsea's. <laughs> we see that Corona <laughs> actually helped um, Kobe escape and would only help him if he also helped Gecko Mori escape too. He obviously agreed. Next, we see explosions happening and the pirates saying sailors have arrived at the port. Kobe then says he hopes someone's here to save him, but then shames himself for thinking he's that important. He believes it's arrogant. Then we see a bunch of Marines fighting pirates while a woman is yelling and whipping buildings to move. This woman is named Kujaku, uh, my bad, Kujaku, and she's the granddaughter of Suru. We see pirates shooting bullets, but they turn into flowers. Kobe noticed Habari and she's sniping. Then we see Gruss. Is, this, is it Gru or Gruss? Prince I think Gruce. it's Gruss. Yeah. All right, my bad. Gruss, and he's making clay marines to fight pirates. Then we see Tashigi, Helmepo, and Garp on a ship flying towards the middle of the island. Everyone looks up and is amazed while Garp is laughing and telling everyone they better not hurt his protege. He is basically the future of the marines. And Kobe looks like he's about to cry. Um, Garp then uses Galaxy Impact and nukes <laughs> the middle of the island while Kobe is surrounded. Um, I'm going to go to Hidden on this one. What are your thoughts, Hidden? Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Boss. I'm telling you right now, Garp, people ain't, it, they're not ready for Garp. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I've been hyping. You guys know I've been hyping up Garp because yeah. I'm pretty sure we've had the conversation about, oh, you know, if if uh, Sengoku let Garp go at Marine Four, what happens between him and Akainu? I think the answer is obvious now. Oh, if Akainu, it's if, been obvious. If Akainu had to take on both an old white beard and Garp that day, it it was done. His career is over. Now we're talking. This is this is Garp at what like age seventy something? I think that's that's his age right now. Yes. We're taking him back to his prime. I mean, from from what we see here, I can only imagine mm -hmm. what those clashes, the clash between him and Roger. I I'm, I'm imagining like a white beard thing, but like instead of white beard with the with the uh, naginata coming down from the top, you got just got Garp raw punch <laughs> against Roger's sword. Conquers like mm -hmm. I can just picture it now. Look. This is the closest we're ever gonna get to seeing a living Roger do his thing, aside from Shanks. It's like, these are the two, we got We got Shanks on one end doing straight up Roger's fighting style, right in front of us with Kid. And now we got this chapter with Garp showing us the man who was like chasing after Roger, mm -hmm. who's at that level, this is what he's still doing. Cause Whitebeard's gone, we don't have any relics left from right. Roger's time that were said to have stacked up with him besides Garp, it's just him. So for me, this is just uh, this is just an easy easy cook as far as uh, as far as Blackbeard or, or well I don't know as far as Garp is concerned I don't think he's getting uh, I don't think he's getting rocked by this by this group I'm I'm gonna be honest I know that the, there was you know some death flags and I was a little bit worried when Garp got announced that he was gonna go to Pirate Island but now after this after this showing man. Mm -hmm. What are you doing about Galaxy Fist? <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna do about Galaxy Impact or whatever the official name is? You got yeah. Galaxy in the name of the move. Yeah, <laughs> it's Amen. like I know that Ivankov also had Galaxy Wink. That's got to be the strongest wink. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. Um, uh, we'll go to Law and then we'll go to Seb after. Oh man, I actually have uh, a few things to say about this, but it's not just about um the. Uh, Going back to the beginning, not just about Garp, 
Cause I thought it was interesting. Cause remember when I called how um uh what should we call it? The prince, what name is Goose Cruz, whatever his name is? Prince Cross. Prince Cross. His strength in the beginning because he one shotted uh one uh think it Capone's like uh dudes. But now you see him, like honestly, he kind of reminded me of Doflamingo and Corazone. When he's standing with the fit with his hands making mm-hmm. clay. And I doubt he's a Lagia, because I noticed one thing which is just weird about Lagias. Even though they have like this. It's, un- it's Logias, bro. Lo- yeah, Logias. <laughs> pretty much uh they have like unlimited melon, but none of them make copies of themselves or make other ones. They kinda like they just from their body. Right? So this kind of made me more remind me more of like uh crackers. Well he's able to make biscuits. Even though he he's not necessarily biscuit himself. But even though it's coming from him, he creates it. But like, for example, we never seen Aokiji make an ice clone. We never seen Ace make a fire clone. We never seen any Lagia make uh, a clone of their thing. But he's making like people—not really clones himself, but like people out of his clay. Okay. So I would like it would be strong if he was a Lagia. I could see it, but we haven't seen any uh, one to do that. So to me, shout out to his strength because I was showing out he was already strong from the get and. This is called back to like I was saying in the cover story. We actually see the the one that was whipping uh, the buildings. Yeah. We saw her in the cover story first time with Prince, and that was back when she they were wrapping up uh, trying to get like Capone's group yeah. on Des Rosa. So before we see her in the walking in the background, kind of just with them, but not really showcasing any <laughs> ability or doing anything. We just see her there, and then I know we see her in action now with uh, and we find out she's just, um, this um, this girl's granddaughter. Sure. Yeah, Shuru's granddaughter. So now, going back to like the um, the meat of it is, uh, and we see just seeing like a bunch of abilities just popping. Everyone has ability. This whole island just filled with abilities, except for like Kobe and Garp, and uh, what's her name? But Garp's punch, right? And now I know we also everyone thought of Luffy because Cody burst, and then we have Garp's uh, battleship doing the exact something similar to what Cody burst does, and then. Garp is standing at where Luffy always stands on his ship. Like, you know, the, uh, not the, um, the, the top. Figurehead. Yeah, yeah, the figurehead of the ship. Like, it reminds me so much of Luffy. And it's like, yo, this dude is like, he's literally the young version of Garp. If Garp, if uh, Luffy's like, if Garp was a pirate, you know? And then, made me think of, I wonder if Luffy's ever gonna do, like, a galaxy fist of his own. Like, you know? Mm. Like, unpack where, like, because uh, to me, we, even though it looked very much like, because a lot of people are thinking, oh, Garp has maybe a Conqueror's user now or has Conqueror's hockey from this attack, because it looked kind of like it, right? But let's like, say if he's not, because Odin hasn't confirmed, he said that like, Sengoku was, but never said anything about Garp. So, not saying that Garp's not, but from what we understand, that Garp has not really had any claim to it from what Oda said, right? But we always talked about for him to be able to compete with all these Conquerors, right? With uh, Gold Roger, with Whitebeard. We see him beat even the conquerors in Chinjiao and Kaido and all these other ones who have conquerors. And I was always saying, for him to compete with them, his hockey has to be ridiculous. Like one of the strongest, if not the strongest, we've seen in the show. As in his Bosuku, right? His hockey hardening or just regular hockey. And when we think of, for example, breaking it down, we always saw that there's levels to hockey. And going back to like how Garp, in a way, trained to punch eight mounds away for Don Chinjiao, right? And then but even before that, on Destrosa, we saw um, someone who just had a tough body was able to, uh, when Sai's younger brother used hockey to hit him, it broke off him. And he didn't even do anything to defend himself. So it shows that, that if so- your hockey's not harder than this substance, it could actually lose out to it. The reason I was like, showing that there's different levels, that Garp, 
got his level so strong with his regular hockey, his bicycle, and Rio that he's out here looking like it's like his conquerors, if it's not conquerors at all, to compete with them. That like his Rio so much, like you can look at it, for example, like the separation, right? We talked about how separating the word Luffy did against Kaido, how far that separation was. They're not even touching. If you want to go into this is Garp's Rio, look at the separation between his impact right here. This is the biggest separation we've seen ever, right? Where, he's, uh, where the island, he's like meters, thousands of meters probably above the island. Yeah, if he used Rio here, it already made contact from that point. So that means showing the gap in his saturation, how strong he got his his uh, Rio, his hockey hardening, all that to this level, where like he could be this far from you and still affect you, still and cause massive damage. Where you see the lightning, where it kind of looks resembles like his conquerors. To say that in a way, if it's not conquerors, I think in this level to compete against them because he would need this to fight against people who are con conquerors coding their attack. You know, and I know um, another thing I wanted to bring up because Lionel is not here. He wanted to bring out how. For example, Seika is not that, because we've seen this is very strong for Garp, probably one of the strongest attacks we've seen in the history of the show from anybody, not just from Garp, right? Is that, uh, and you can think is like, how is Garp able to produce this much when he's not in his prime? Just to, to sum it up, because I know it's, uh, I've been talking for a while now. Uh, Elal G on actually on Doflamingo's crew, that old man, right? It says that he was able to use a technique that's not just solely in One Piece, it's actually in the, uh, the Asian culture is that you could kind of like call energy from spiritual energy from your your prime from your youth that you could have it stored up and then you could draw it into your attack right and use that so that now by you storing it up and drawing it to your attack it's like this spiritual energy it's called like Quang Gong or whatever that if you use this it gives you the strength of your prime or the strength of the thing you have in your youth, right? Well, I don't think if Garp's able to tap into that and why he's able to do these crazy attacks, what Alauji was doing, but Alauji wasn't that strong, you know? But someone as strong as Garp tapping into the strength of his prime by using this technique, it would create, like, it would be like a, and this is outside of hockey, you know, because it's a spiritual energy giving him the old strength, that old youthful vigor. Right, so the amount of that what we see from Garp, he's able to use that technique. We could see like them at Garp at full strength at his old age, be able to take on almost anybody he wants because he's able to tap into that technique that LLG was doing. But LLG is not that strong to do it. So, but to me, I, I kind of that's what Lionel's theory is that if he's able to tap into it. me, I believe just Garp's hockey just got this strong. Because if we have Garp able to tap into his old his youthful prime strength now, who would be able to stop him right now? Like there would be a very few short number of people that would be able to do it. Yeah. Seb? All right, so I'm not going to go too deep into the power scaling of Garp. I'm going to let y'all do all that because obviously what he did was extremely <laughs> impressive. But I'll start at the top. You know, Kobe look, with linking up with Perona to save uh, Moria was cool. Nice reminder that Moria is on this island and somewhere is going to be a factor in whatever happens here. What it could be, I don't know. Um, I was really trying to rack my brain as to what that could be. Um, but it also highlights another element of this was I talked about earlier. Kobe's character being highlighted in this chapter. And it's funny because the name of the chapter is The Legend, right? The Hero of the Marines, The Legend of Old, etc. And it's part of this moment is like Kobe's going to become that for the next generation of Marines. And so it's something that Garp talks about later. But right now, he still doesn't even feel like he's valuable enough to be saved. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have that level of worth to the Marines. And he needs to overcome that insecurity that he still has. So I, I just, again, this chapter was such, it was Kobe to a T on every single panel that he was in. The sword, oh, and the Garp 
I'll get to later, but whatever. The sword, Devil Fruits are cool. Um, I like Prince Gruss, or Gruss, whatever his name is. Um, I love Tabari, sniping with the little b- lunch pack, talking about, like, I got you lunch. Like, yo, she's head over heels for this dude. He probably has no <laughs> yeah. idea. I thought that was dope. Uh, Kobe starting his own little harem. Little key, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if y'all peeped that, but he is. Um, sidebar up a really interesting point on one of his streams. Um, regarding the mirror, to pre time skip, and it actually made me think of Hidden Island's video, so I'm glad that Hidden's here. Uh, you did a video talking about the mirrors or the parallels between yes. pre time skip and post time skip, and how everything's been mirrored or the opposite has happened. Yeah, this would be the mirror of Ace and um, Blackbeard facing off, because, or at least it, as the way Sai put it out, Garp is coming to save uh, Kobe mm-hmm. after he was captured by Blackbeard. Blackbeard was trying to capture Luffy unsuccessfully because Luffy got away. Ace and Blackbeard fought, Ace lost. Garp and Blackbeard are about to fight, potentially, or at least face off with the crew. I don't know if the mirroring ends there or the paralleling ends there, but I did think it was interesting that Blackbeard's goal, and even then, his goal was to trade Luffy for a Shichibukai seat. His goal here is to trade Kobe Mm -hmm. for a kingdom, a sanctioned kingdom. So it's just... Oda's continuing those minor parallels. I don't see it as a direct one-to-one, but it was something interesting that I saw on Sidestream. Shout to Sai. Um, but was Garp going to end up like Ace on Monero? I don't know if Garp could be captured and sold or traded in that light. I just don't think that fits with Garp as a character, especially not yeah. who he is and what how strong he clearly is. But it could lead to other things. Um, narrative does lean us to believe that Garp might die from this. Again, I'm a guy who believes that somebody in Luffy's life should die before the end of the series, whether it's Garp or Shanks or someone else. But the way narrative works, Garp's the old head. He's fighting against the guy that Luffy's supposed to fight in the end. I could see him dying here. Uh, maybe not here, but as a result of whatever happens here. Uh, one other thing I want to point out was Garp has been getting trolled <laughs> by the community for not acting in the situation with Ace at Marine Ford. And oh, I think it's funny. I'll laugh at anything. Um, and, and him just letting Luffy go through all the stuff that he goes through. I, I, don't, I hope it's not serious, right? Because I feel like on some level people believe it. And Garp, Garp not acting in the Ace situation is so different to me. Because Garp gave Luffy and Ace a choice. Become Marines. He wanted them to do that. They chose not to. They chose to be pirates and live their own life. And they had to deal with the consequences, whether it hurt him or not, right? In Kobe's instance, this is the person who chose what Garp said to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is basically what Garp would do for them if they had chosen the path that Kobe's taken, the path that Garp told them to take. Mm-hmm. So, and beyond that, I just I feel like we got very much Deku and All Might vibes between uh, Garp and and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and Kobe here. But that's all I wanted to say. Um, couple things that just that was just a lot. Shout out to Habari and, and Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Shoot her shot, literally. Yeah, <laughs> she literally. She literally <laughs> shot her shot, bro. My favorite part was the Chelsea's. I don't care what nobody <laughs> said. Like, bro. like the Chelsea's was in place. <laughs> um, just knowing that Perona ended up saving Kobe and she wants Gecko Moria to be freed made me question: Why did Blackbeard not make Gecko Moria the tenth Titanic captain? Um, who is that person? And for Gecko Mori to still be alive and not have his devil fruit taken, mm-hmm. um, there's two things. One, there's nobody in the crew that could sufficiently use his devil fruit ability in a beneficial way for the crew. Or 
the second option, which is what I asked Par, because I was like, yo, you have this whole Shadows theory. I was like, uh, is Gecko Moria's ability probably a direct counter to the Darkness ability? And I thought that was very interesting. Mm. Uh, Par said that a video is going to come out explaining in his, uh, he has like a part two of some theory he has. Uh, I, I need some explanations around that. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to me. Um, I think the best part of this chapter is always the emotionally written parts that scream story and narration. And the whole time we're reading this chapter, it's about Kobe. We're seeing him do some amazing things. We see him have superhero syndrome to a T, but we also see that he's looking at himself as not worthy enough to be right. saved. Mm -hmm. And that directly goes back to when he was on Alvita's ship and Alvita wasn't treating him too kindly and then it took Luffy or somebody like Luffy to show him that dreams are meant to be pursued you know you're meant to be cared for you're meant to love yourself and to some degree and to see that he's still experiencing this means that he's not truly the marine he wants to be just yet but the fact that people are coming to him to save him like somebody like Habari and Sudu and Gruss and all these people is just showing how much He's actually loved, not only by the people that he saves, but by the people that are his associates and who admire him for being him. So when Garp is coming down laughing and he's trying to save him, he also announces it to everybody on the island mm -hmm. that that's my protege and basically the future of the Marines. And what does Kobe do? He looks up, cannonball in hand, and he looks like he's about to cry. That was perfect. That was perfect to the T for, to end the chapter. I know that Galaxy Impact is everything that everybody was talking about, but for me, it was like, damn. Like, Kobe really had some emotional uh, progression, this yeah. chapter. Even though it was very small, it happened. Uh, love the callback to the flowers coming out of the guns, because we mm -hmm. saw that with Vegapunk's uh, Pulitzer Prize for the two armies fighting each other, and then flowers were coming out. That was really cool. Yeah, I got called a fraud when that happened because I, I completely forgot about that. So I was like, what's going on? Is this like a cool new power or something? Really? I was like, what's with the flowers? I mean, and then they were like, everyone was like, story, everyone was like, oh, shake my head. He doesn't remember the he doesn't remember the one cover story where the Vegapunk put flowers in the tanks. And I'm like, that, that doesn't, like, who, you know, that, if we go back Bro. to that chapter, that was probably like the chapter where like like 15 other crazy things happened. I'm not remembering the the, the flower gunpowder. I guarantee but, you Lawrence didn't remember. Yeah. But, no, it's a nice detail. That's a nice that detail. That was a nice detail. <laughs> to go even further uh my biggest question out of the chapter believe it or not is it's it's two things but here's one of them did garp throw the ship or did he punch <laughs> the ship because he punched the water that's what i'm yeah. guessing if he punched the water it resembles what frankie does right but if he threw the ship i would like it if he swam into the water threw the ship jumped onto the <laughs> ship like general Tao did in dragon ball i know it sounds ridiculous <laughs> but yo hidden hear me out when we first saw garp he was throwing cannonballs yeah right? so yeah, it's like was... if, if he's doing galaxy impact to this degree he could throw shit, bro. The thing is, though, it's hard for me to imagine how that works. Because, like, to... I mean, I know it's one piece, and you can just kind of make... You can fill in the yeah. blanks. But, like, I'm imagining, like, if you're you're getting into the ocean, you need, like, a foothold or something to, like, actually put pressure on to throw something. And then you have to be able to jump off of that thing to get... Like, it's just, like, a... I feel like the easier I mean, explanation is he walked to the back of the ship, and he just did this. 
and it, that it, sent the ship flying. I yeah. think it would be more macho yeah. in Giga Chat if he just yeah. threw it. <laughs> that would be cool. Plus, he knows Gepo. Cool. Yeah, no, that would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I don't even need Gepo. Because <laughs> we've seen what was it? Kobe, like, legit, in the water, push off the water to do it. So, Garb could have, like, yeah. while pushing off the water, so, chucked yeah. that. Shut, shut. Hold on, guys. Because I, I, I need to, we need to get to calls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to say, Garb finish. jumped off of the, the front of the ship. Like, no, he jumped off the front. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know if he so, <laughs> um, other than that, Garp having conquerors hockey is literally confirmed this chapter. Um, this does bring up uh, some interesting points. I do believe that currently right now, Bogart is probably a lot stronger than we actually thought. Mm. I think if Bogart yes. is to be somewhat near Garp to some degree, that's... That's there, bro. Shout out to Bogart getting stronger. I know people are going to knock me for this, so bear with me. Everybody's going to come at me like they usually do. I'll take, Larry. I'll take. <laughs> Yo, if Garp is doing this right now, this was a bigger punch than Whitebeard did in his prime against a sickly Roger. And they were like, he, he couldn't overcome Roger. Yo, I know I said, I said, I said rocks, oh I said God, Roger, oh and then I God. said Whitebeard, right? Let's switch up. Yo, it's Garp <laughs> and then Whitebeard. Yeah. All right? That's, that's, that, that's prime, that, that's my take as far as power scaling. And then um, I think the most important question is what happened to Law? Yeah. I don't know what happened to Law. I don't know if Law's still alive. I don't know what's going on in that regard. He wasn't even mentioned this chapter. So I would love to see what's going on with those guys. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, that guy. And basically what's to happen towards the future of this. Because I don't think he's taken out. I think Law has too much story to still left to yeah. be included in. Mm -hmm. Unlike Kid. Like, Kid didn't really have a story. He didn't have anything more. He didn't have a goal necessarily, mm -hmm. right? He was just a rival to somebody that wants to become the Pirate King. So he's actually riding someone else's dream to a degree. Where Law's kind of like, yo, I have my own goal. I want to know what happened with the true history of the world. Like, that, that might seem so minute to some people, but that's actually huge in the One Piece world because O'Hara wanted to know that same thing and they were taken out immediately. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what happened to Law? We need to know what happened. Yeah. Um, but that's really it for me. Um, thank you, everybody. If you haven't liked the video yet, please like the video. Uh, Marv, we're going to head into... Uh, super. Oh, yeah, we're going to head into Super Chat. I, I mean, we're going to head into our sponsor and then we're going to do Super Chats after, all right? So you can hit that sponsor if you need. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with a relationship, or just struggling from low self-esteem. Listen, I've been there. We've been there. If so, then today's BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your own convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire, simple as that, to help assess your specific needs. And then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I happened to sign up at one point regarding my confidence issues. Next thing you know, my confidence issues are not issues anymore. 
I'm doing pretty well in that area. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer goes out to all that One Piece Talk listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash T-O-P-T. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-O-P-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, there we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, before we get into the the super chats and stuff like that, we're gonna take phone calls too after the super chats. Yo, I I really had to like, I was really debating on if I should like speak on spoilers because mm. I got spoiled this chapter. Oh really? And like, I tried to avoid it. Sorry, to but. Unfortunately, YouTube's recommendation channel uh, for people I did unsubscribe to uh, just ended up recommending me a video from one of the biggest One Piece content creators on the platform, or a couple of them, and they just had the ability to be like, yo, here's a thumbnail. I'm gonna keep it a buck, bro. To any of the One Piece content creators, that spoil our community to amass views, it's nauseating how, like, sheep-minded you are. Like, it's literally peasant-like behavior, bro. Like, what gives you the boldness to lower yourself to, like, a such a shameful level? Like, I can't tell you enough, bro, how hard it was to avoid spoilers. And I usually do a good job because I, I just don't follow or go on things that are going to spoil me. It was, like... It was just so stupid, bro. Like, straight off the bat, like, eat a dick. Like, I know that I can't say that because Lawrence is here, but, like, straight up, yo. Like, seriously, I don't care what other bridges we burn with any other content creators. Like, I just don't. Like, I don't care if we never get invited to, like, the One Piece reverie. We'll just make our own, and it'll just be way better. Like, for example, like, I'll just name, I'll, I'll just name a few people. Like, straight off the bat, Hidden. Because they even like some of our Twitter stuff. Grand Line Review, Marshall D. Preach, Anime Uproar, weak-willed people, bro. Like, I don't care if we have a relationship where we talked. Weak-willed as fuck. I mean, my bad for saying that word. The more, I can name more people just to, like, name drop. But, like, if, if you're marketing your content by spoiling others before even TCB or OP Scans puts out their material and you're going off of pure bullet points, you obviously fell off. At the end of the day, you just fell off. Like, it's weird, too, because it's like, why are you spoiling others' enjoyment to gain views? Like, is your content not there? Like, are you not capable of providing better content? Can you not make better thumbnails to, like, get more people to watch your stuff? And you know what it is? If your product is good enough, you never have to worry about that stuff. You never have to go down to those marketing schemes to put other people down. And it's like, I know you got into it with somebody else because of it. And it's like, yo, why do y'all do that? Like, what's the, like, what do you generate truly? You gain the initial reaction from the initial of the fans? Bro, the reason why we have our podcast on Mondays is because the Sundays, uh, they officially dropped their chapters, right? But like, we still have more people in our channel than a lot of other people who have a lot of subscribers more than us. 
It, are they here for the initial reaction? No, they're here for the product. Does it matter? So why are you spoiling people? I just hate it, bro. You know what it is? And this is... Um, I hate it, bro. When people do that, when people do that, it's because they get they get the immediate results whenever they do it because there's a there's a portion of the community that's looking for spoiler videos and they get the immediate results because when you drop a spoiler video it's not like you're dropping it 3 years after the spoilers happened you're dropping it when they when they come out so that's when the topic's hot that's when everyone's going to jump to the platform you could be a channel with 5 subscribers you could be a channel with 30 subscribers or 100 or 1000 or a million if you make a video talking about the new the new events in One Piece, the way it works is it's going to get more views than if I, you know, I've made videos talking about stuff that's not topical. Um, that doesn't get very many views, but if I were to make something talking about the new chapter, it would definitely get a lot more views just by virtue of being the current thing, the recent thing. So what happens is people double down on that where it's like, okay, well, if the recent thing is uh, is what gets me the views, then let's do it for the extra recent stuff. Let's do stuff that's not even being, no one else is posting these spoilers in their thumbnail, so I'm the first one there. Yeah. So I'm getting the hot scoop. So then they drop the video, they get the they get the return, and then it's, you know, it's a kind of a feedback loop where it's like, okay, well this obviously works, it grows my channel. The problem with that is, and, and at the end of the day, this is what it really comes down to, it's not about, uh, it's not about views, it's about, it, it, well, it really is, it's just about prioritizing you know uh, the community's enjoyment of the story over your your channel's performance. That's really what it's about. Because yeah, mm -hmm. maybe you get a boost in numbers from putting the spoilers, but what do you get? What what what's the cost of that? Is you know people get spoiled in the process, and then you could you could not put them in there, and no one gets spoiled, and maybe some people don't click your video, but everyone's happy. Yep. And I think that's what we should strive for. Is we should we should strive to make it so that even if you're, you're not getting, if, if you're not min-maxing, if you're not getting the absolute optimum number of views mm -hmm. per video, at least everyone's happy and no one's gonna be, no one's gonna be complaining that you spoiled them on the story. So with me, when it's like, whenever I make a video, I try and think to myself, is this something that if I put it in the thumbnail or title, someone that's not caught up yet, are they gonna look at this or are they gonna be able to draw conclusions about real story events based on what my title or thumbnail says? A lot of people out there, don't really think about it that hard. They don't care about it that much. They figure, and and you know, I guess we don't have the num we don't have the stat sheets to pull up and do the comparisons and have this whole discussion now. But you know, they figure, well, it works for me. It gets me the views. That's how my channel's growing. I need to survive. I you know, uh, I don't get that many complaints. I get a few comments that complain, but all yeah. in all, everyone seems to like the video. Well, the thing is, people that aren't looking for spoilers aren't going to click on your video and tell you that you spoiled them. Oftentimes, if I get spoiled by something, I want it out of my page as fast as possible. I avoid the video. Mm -hmm. I don't comment. I don't go dislike it. I don't click on it because I don't want more spoilers right. on my screen. Mm -hmm. So all the people you are spoiling probably are not telling you you're spoiling them unless they're really angry. The really angry ones you hear from, they're like the, the the crazy angry people that, that flame on social media, those are a small percentage of actual people out there that are watching your videos and looking at your content, they they will be the ones to type something. Mm -hmm. They are not reflective of the average person. The people that type mean shit, the people that type hateful stuff on the internet, those are not the average person. 
The average person that actually takes an issue with what you're doing or that takes an issue with the spoilers, they're not going to comment. They're not going to say anything to you. They're not going to let their voices be known because the average person just doesn't have the time, doesn't have the energy. They don't care enough to do that. They don't want to see more spoilers. Mm -hmm. So we can't be going off of the numbers of what we see on our end as content creators, what numbers come into the channel. Because all the, the only numbers that come into the channel are the numbers of people that actually want to see my content. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting a very narrowed, biased perspective on my audience. It does not reflect the whole One Piece community. None of our audiences do. No content creators single audience represents the whole One Piece community, so you can't judge mm -hmm. how it's affecting people based on your audience. So that's what I'm, I'm going to leave it there, but at the end of the day, basically, guys, we should just, you know, I, I'm sorry to hear that you got spoiled. I, I'm, you know, in terms of, like, naming names, all that stuff, I, I'll, I've already gotten into some heat myself, so I'm going to, you know, keep listen, out of that man, ring. Listen, but I man, will just I say, don't care, man. Yo, we used to follow Brago, bro. I unsubscribed from Brago, bro, just because he was putting stuff out, too, man. Like, and I, 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 a thumbnail? Yeah. And it was before the official uh, like drop. And like, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Don't need a collab with you. We don't ever need to be at the One Piece Reverie. We are too damn good at what we do, and we make amazing content. And we've gotten this far on our own, and we're climbing high. We are literally the best One Piece podcast in our community, and we are gonna be the most followed One Piece podcast in our community. And the thing is, we have the most loving and respectful community as well. And we're gonna continue to push that bar higher because Conqueror's hockey runs through our goddamn veins. And we're just gonna keep being the best at what we do. So if you have a problem with me calling you out, stop spoiling, bro. Make better content. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's not even about the content. It's you can make great content, just you don't have to spoil in the thumbnail or title. That that doesn't yeah. make your content good or bad. You, the video makes it your good. Your content bad. bad. I don't care, bro. Don't be like, your no, content yeah, bad. Don't put the spoilers out there, listen, man. Content bad, man. Listen. Content is part of thumbnail making, too, bro. Marketing. That's, that's content, too. And, as somebody who reads spoilers, I would never click on a video with a spoiler on it. That's ridiculous. I get my spoilers in the way that you're supposed to get them. You choose to click on a thread. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I didn't choose for YouTube but recommendation. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you cannot spoil in a thumbnail. That is, that's against the code. That's against the code. Weak ass hockey, bro. All right, but anyway, my bad, Lawrence, for using profanity. Let's get those super chats going. <laughs> All right. And we gotta go. Up. We gotta go through them though. Yeah, uh, we got ten dollars super chat from Ronald Chris. It says, "I'm doubling down, Larry. Law is not him. Blackbeard narratively will be Luffy's final pirate opponent. He's not taking an L to some dude with a pet polar bear and some scrubs." <laughs> oh man, uh, we got another one month membership to Nakamatir from NP. It says, "Liquor, liquor, fruit. I'd pour shots out of my finger." Uh, I like that. I like that. Uh, we got another five dollars from Cereal. It says. Usopp has to get future sight now. His normal hockey won't be enough, and he'll have to see the future and shoot where he's going to warp him uh, in regards to Usopp versus Van Auger. Interesting. Uh, we got another $20 super chat from Joyboy Mark. It says, Garp out here proving why he's still the strongest Marine out there and probably top five ever in the verse. All right. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. We got another $5 from Slack. It says, I think it would be interesting if Dragon used variations of galaxy moves too. Like a galaxy claw would go crazy. Would, uh, would also show how Eva got the naming. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. We got another $40 from Oncraft Justice. It says, love y'all. Two questions. Do you think Pizarro opened Wano's borders with his fruit? 
And what do you think all the hidden meanings of the title chapter of 1077? Because I feel like Oda is mocking us with it. I don't even remember the title chapter of 1077. And it opened a wano with his fruit, no? I should have noticed sooner. That was just a chapter title. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for the, the donations, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is, is the idea that he would take over, he would be able to take over the mm -hmm. island on Wano and then he'd lower the borders? Because I don't know if the whole, I mean, he would... The thing is, is does it count as part of the island or like, because like, the island's inside the borders and then would he be able to destroy them himself? Like, could he destroy himself if he's the entire island, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only... But it did. So, he said something about Beehive and changing it, so I'm assuming he can drastically okay. change He'd probably be able to what open islands it. look like, yeah. which is the point. We got another 350 from Ishan Blah. It says, looking at Garp now, is Dragon stronger than Garp? I think I want him to be, but I don't think I can say he is. Yeah, I don't, I'm still a dragon on Fraud Watch right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'd have to give it to Dragon probably, just because it's just like a generational thing. Like mm -hmm. you know, if Dragon, if Dragon is, I would say he's at the age right now where he's probably around his prime compared to like Garp, who's like out of his prime. Right, like if we're talking about current, like. Between the two of them, Dragon's probably at his peak. He needs to show out for real. Yeah, he does need yeah. to show out. But like, if this is if this whole final saga is showing us anything, mm -hmm. it's teaching us that all the characters that Oda hasn't had shown out until and now. Bag. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's like there's a reason we haven't seen these guys make a move. We've been roasting all these characters: Shanks, yeah. Garb, mm -hmm. Dragon, for a long time because we were like, oh, they're not gonna, they haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like what what can they really do? We're just assuming what they can do. But now we're seeing what they can do. And it's every bit as as hype as we you know imagine. So yeah. I can only, if Dragon's still on the docket, he's got to be crazy strong. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna you prove know. why he's the most dangerous man in the world. Yeah, I think oh, so. I agree. We got another five dollar super chat from Richard Olivares. It says, uh, "Xavier Wolf fan knows everything on Bogard. You guys should hit him up. I've heard of him before. I believe he's on TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah." We'll, we'll have to check him out. Uh, we got another five dollars from Joyboy Mark. It says Garp is that guy, but Whitebeard was given the strongest man title while Roger was alive, and not stick sick raw strength. Whitebeard on top. I did post a poll between Roger, I mean Whitebeard and Garp. I can't find the results. I'm just gonna oh. keep it quick. Garp won seventy-one percent to twenty-eight. That's got to be some recency bias. <laughs> uh, the reason that Garp got the strongest title is mainly because he could destroy the world, and mainly because his ability-wise. Exactly. All right. Uh, can we hit those phone calls? Yeah. I think we got one more. Oh, no. Never mind. Uh, you got to just post the number in the, the chat, Brody. All right. There you go. There you go. Number right, should be posted in the chat now, guys. Yeah, number, number should be posted. Oh, there it goes. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? What's going on? It's Nick. I'm doing good. Hey, hey my guy. What's up, Quavo. man? What's up, man? Uh, I just want to shout out Par real quick because he said he was a while out if he didn't get the first call. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What's up, Nick? I just got a small question for y'all. Mm -hmm. So right now, final saga going crazy. We got Egghead, Blackbeard vs. Law, Garfin Sword, Shanks and Kid, and then we also got Kuma Marie Joie. So I'm wondering, 
what are y'all most interested in and what are y'all least interested in? Oh man, I don't Kuma. even know. Kuma probably right now. Yeah, I think the Kuma flashback bubble I, has me hooked. I've been waiting on that. I've no. been waiting. I, I like since we got the, because we had the whole little mini flashback thing with Kuma and Bonnie, you know, touching the bubble, and then we've seen what's happened since then, right? Yeah. So, oh, the only question I'm left asking is like, I just want to fill that blank in and understand the Kuma situation, because that to me is one of the biggest question marks right now. At least the other stuff, it's like, okay, well, Kid pulls up to an island, he gets one shot, he gets busted. Okay, Garp pulls up to Pirate Island, he does a big punch, he's gonna go save Kobe. We can we can kind of assume where this is going. We have a couple paths in our mind we can take, but like, with Kuma, like, do, does anyone have like a clear answer on what the Kuma situation is? I feel like we don't. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of big question marks with him. And I, I think that's one of the most interesting. I think that's going to be one of the most important mysteries that's like on the table with the Egghead arc right now. Yeah, so. I, I gotta agree the Kuma thing for me. Yeah, and I agree too because also too I think it ties into um, you said Kuma's backstory where he was getting beat and also yeah. his lineage where he said his race wise, like there's another race that they wanted him for whatever reason and same thing with Lunarians. But I don't know if Kuma's whole race got wiped out or they still exist. Like, what's the deal with that race? I think that plays a part into, like, why Kuma made that choice, that decision to even not tell his daughter. It plays into that. And we need to know this why because it's, it's part of it. also like it because so far we've seen is outside of, like, the general of the, the ancient kingdom or One Piece. So something else that also plays a big part into the story, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and the least one, I'm going to go... Was Sword on that list? Did you say uh, he said, yeah, yeah the beehive. Beehive? Yeah, beehive. beehive. Yeah, I'll go leave for that one, at least. Um, I'm going to go Sword 1. I'm going to be real. I just love Marine interaction and, and the Blackbird Pirates. I, just I do, that. too. I do. I just I just do anything we can get regarding that. As far as, far as least, damn, I don't want to say the Kuma flashback because I want to see it so bad, but... I know how many chapters did I say we was waiting on that one. You said ten, right? Did you I don't know it? how many it's been, but we getting close. So that's why I feel like that's the <laughs> like, that's yo. the thing. It's like it's eating away at me, man. It's like I knew we was gonna have to wait, so we waiting. Yeah. So I'm Anything that has to do with Lucci. <laughs> that's the worst one. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's the, the least. That's the least. Bro. Yeah. That's egghead, then. What about you, Nick? Uh, most. I'm a big mystery guy, and we're getting mysteries with Garp, Shanks, Egghead, but with Kuma, that's like. Why is he at Marie Joie? Like, that's the one thing. Like, nobody has any idea. So I just, I can't wait to see why. Yes. But least, least, man, that's, it's so tough. Like, I can't even answer my own question because I don't want to pick one. Yeah. I love Garp. I love Shanks. But I'll probably go Shanks and Kid just because I feel like that's somewhat over for now, even though Kid's inevitably going to get back up. But Shanks might be gone by then, though. So. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that was a, an option. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought that was a done deal. So if, I think that's the least. So that's someone can't jump there to save Kid? He is, because he's a ability user, he's dead. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out to Kid, yo. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Kid and all his fans, bro. Shout out to Shit, bro. They better jump in. Shout out to Kid and his fan. Yeah. <laughs> he's in our Discord. Is his one fan? Yeah. We had more than one. Yo, Kid's but... single fan is in your Discord? That's amazing. <laughs> 
but that's so cool, man. <laughs> I wonder if you got to meet uh, Hawkins one fan. <laughs> that was me. Oh, there you go. Both in our Discord. Nick, much love. Thank you for the question, dog. Yeah, no problem. It's always fun. Yeah, I'll speak to you later, bro. Yep. Peace. Have a good night. Thank you. All right. And Nick's one. Hey, what's going on? This is Liar from that One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Yo, it's my business. <laughs> yeah, how does it feel to come in second, bro? Yo, you came in mad hot, bro. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. anything. Come on. <laughs> you came in mad hot. What's up, bro? No, you know, I, I had to call in for this chapter. You know, we, we had a discussion. Hold on, was, hold on. Hold on. One yeah, second. Yeah. How's Zen? Oh, he's right here. He's watching. Tell him I said what's up. Tell him I said, give him a little pound. What's up, Zen? You might hear him in a second because when I talk, he likes responding. Uh, (laughs) It's gotten to the point where, like, every time we say what's up to Par, it's like, hold on. Let's say what's up to Zen first. (laughs) Yeah, no, right now he's he's looking right at the screen. He's looking at you talk, so. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, man? Talk. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we, it was you, uh, Sebastian. Hidden, Mosh, me, we were all on a call six months ago, seven months ago, you know, and I was saying, I was saying Garp and Goku versus Kaido. (laughs) And then, you know, obviously, obviously what we saw wasn't Bajran Gun, but, you know, now it's it's obvious. Garp is capable of a Bajran Gun level attack, right? It's like, it's clear as day now, right? Yes. I mean, it's not there yet, but I got you. Yeah, but you, yeah, I mean, you can Oni see Gashima it, is a lot the, bigger. A lot bigger. Blair, I just need you to see the vision. <laughs> <laughs> this is Love. a bloodlusted garb. This isn't his prime. You know he got that. You know he got it. My, my only question is if he's going all out. That's the one question I have. Yeah. You don't go Ain't all no out way. on your first swing. He, he's he got when you're way old? more. When you're old? I, I don't hey, know. Hey, man. With Garp, dude, we were just talking about how he chucked the ship out of the water himself. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's even a fact. Garp is like literally, like we talk about Luffy being Popeye the Sailor Man. Like it was Garp. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like with Garp, it's like, man, like there's no way that. He's got to be. He, he he ain't opening up oh, with Galaxy Impact, oh, and that's his that's his best move. He's I, got more. I want y'all to know that oh, Par was on stream when he re- realized that he said what he said while he was reading this chapter, and hit me up on Discord with the cl- the screen clip. Like, <laughs> I was right. Like, so Yo, I mean, l- listen. The let, let me tell you. I already know Garp's last move. It's gonna be called like Big Bang Collision. That's what Big Bang. <laughs> it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be crazy. And the thing is, like, you, like I agree with Hidden. This is his showing. This is the very beginning. But there's a few interesting things that that happen in this chapter. I'm kind of like, you know, you know, we got Shanks's introduction, but we didn't even get what his Viver card told us, or you know, Volume Four Billion, which is the Fire Sword and the um and the Observation Hockey Killing. But the Fire Sword being the main thing. Right, we didn't see that in 1079 because he didn't need it against Kit. Right, uh, but in in this <laughs> chapter, what we do see is yeah, the ship flew, and I, what I felt like initially when I reacted was like this was a 100 like a callback to uh, chapter 439, 438 when Garp saw Luffy's ship fly. Mm-hmm. Luffy's ship flew from condensed air being pushed out, and now like 
we saw a hockey blast, but it like behind the ship, we just see wind. Yeah, right? you, you guys said hockey, but that that's elemental hockey right there. Yo, it's you, subtle. You think he? But it's right there. You think he clapped his cheeks? <laughs> Yo, he did something. <laughs> the fist of love, bro. Love is a hurricane. The other thing is, I found out that uh, Sanji in chapter four thirty nine actually called Garpa a whirlwind. And I was like, yo, wait a second. That like, you know, this wind thing is 100% there now. And something like, you know, I, I see this and and like I heard Hidden say like, you know, how is Blackbeard going to win? I, I'm still on that boat that like Blackbeard's going to show out and take out Garp. So I'm pretty sad. But you yeah. have to call out, call you guys, you know, share the love. Uh, Hidden, love you. That one love you too, Love you guys. Love to see you guys broke 300. Oh, hey. the to go up that, past that. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna break 400 next episode. Uh, yeah, there was, said we broke 400 this episode. You know? Oh, we did. That's what he said. 400 likes. Oh no, you mean likes? No, I thought you meant viewers. Concur of viewers. Oh yeah, I tuned in late. I was in the. I, I, I thought you guys were gonna. Yeah, we do broke 400 until 9 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to 10k, shout out to 12k, all mm. that stuff, you know, all that love. Um, and then also, also there's the the shadows theory. Thanks, thanks, Larry, for shouting that out too. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shout out my boys, man. Yeah, Gotta make and sure so they stay on top. One one last thing that I wanted to bring up was, I like, and I'm making a video, but this I don't know if I'm gonna even like include this part, but isn't it weird? Like Garp through this giant galaxy impact in the center but like his whole team is there right so like do, do you guys think that and and this is my way of thinking about it like with swordsman we learned that like you know you can cut what you want to cut if someone something's there and you don't want it to be hurt you can do that with with hockey and do you guys think that garp is using that here like this blast might be huge and significant but it might be that all of his allies are completely unscathed because it was like it was a hundred percent a hockey blast hmm. so with that you know, even with Rayleigh, it's like you have to control your hockey. Then with swordsmanship, you can you can cut what you don't want to cut. You can like, punch what you want to punch. Yeah, I feel like me is it. Do you guys see a world where Garp hit that blast and like Kobe, everybody, all of his team is just unscathed? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think maybe that because they're all like you know Garp trained them right. So like yeah. they all they all they've all gotten hit on the head a bunch of times by Garp over the course <laughs> of their training. They're all used to it by now. So maybe he just he he expected them to tank it. He's like, this is what your training's all about. Like you just got <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta hold up until I get here, and then you just gotta be able to tank the duff. Like that's that's what he's just been do. abusing them their whole prior yeah, like yeah. marine career. Yeah, they they're getting they're just taking some abuse. That's that's all. That, maybe that's what that is. <laughs> but, but also I think because they the way they did it, um, it was all planned. They moved like I said in the beginning when the clay people they were kind of pushing people into the center yeah. right and then she went buildings to kind of trap them and the part of the plan was to get Kobe out of there so they all kind of evacuated that situation and with Garp and also the feature theory uh, about this is just like an inter Garp's introduction like we think Luffy has an introduction punch this is Garp's introduction because Garp knew who he's taking out here wasn't any of the Black Bear Pirates it was like these no names I'm just gonna take them all out in one shot so it's basically a, a simple attack from Garp to just take out this this fodder here you know and the the marines weren't in there because this was part of Garp's plan like they all knew that Garp was going to do this so as he even said it called Kobe right over here so we lured them here now we're executing it while they're all trapped so 
yeah that you know it i i can't wait to find out like all the crazy things that oda has in store because like you know i'm very of the same mindset that hidden said like everybody that we haven't seen it's going to be unimaginable the things that they're going to show us and that's mm -hmm. why oda couldn't show us these characters that's why you know he he put the narrative first at marine ford instead of power scaling mm -hmm. it was because of mom this moment this this payoff this far into the story where you know we're gonna have all these crazy powers clashing and i'm so excited for it you know you know so. who, you know who we saw though we saw we, we saw mihawk you know what i'm saying oh my god <laughs> stop just all i'm gonna say i is, saw more uh, than a couple attacks larry you know what i'm gonna say i want to say i'm a, I'm a you know a lot of people here there's 300 people here and i need to see more of those people at uh larry's live reading where he admitted he might be wrong about kobe's conquers hockey <laughs> you know what? Saying? i didn't see that listen yo i said that <laughs> i said that i forgot what i said <laughs> i said it's possible guys, it could be possible you guys know what to do go to the, the live reading it's at the very end i'll timestamp before you leave a comment rw <laughs> You said you're gonna timestamp. Yeah, timestamp that. Time time timestamp that, please do. Please you're a do, troll, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Par, Yo, all love, guys. Par, Par. By the way, uh, yeah. It, when we reach our hundred episode, I was thinking about having you, Mosh, and Hidden. Uh, it's probably gonna be late May. Oh, I could. Yeah, May. May is solid for me. I was thinking about coming up early May, so late May, come running back. That, yeah, I was thinking. Uh, just for the hundred stream, we'll have Lionel here too, and we'll just go all out. Yo, would it be we need a bigger round table. What number are we at today? Yeah, we're gonna have to just like squeeze in like sardines and just share mics. <laughs> Sounds good. As long as yeah. we got like a air conditioner, because it can get sweaty in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially screwed. when Mosh comes in and tells us that you know current Zoro beats Garb. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank Yo. you so much for that. Bro. I forgot. Oh my god. Yo, he said that. He's not, he not going to hear the end it, of that. Bro. Oh my god. Bro. Oh my god. Oh man. One Piece is great. <laughs> but yeah, Par, you're amazing, man. Thank you for calling up. Mm -hmm. You too, guys. Love the vibes. Love you guys. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon. See you guys soon. Yeah. yeah. Tell the SMP. Okay, PC. Yeah, PC. I don't know if you guys can hear him. He's yeah, like, I can hear him. <laughs> he's like, yo. He's smiling. He's like, yo, Garp is that dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That was quick. Yeah, that was a quick call. Hey, how's it going? My name is Live from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hi, uh, my name is Drafner. South Andrew. Uh, I was calling to ask... Um, now that we have an idea of where a lot of the Blackbeard pirates are, uh, I wanted to ask who you guys thought is on their way to Egghead. Mm, that That's, was the that was the time thing I, I was trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So because we uh, saw all of them in the flashback yeah, when Kobe yeah. was captured, mm -hmm. but everybody now we know that Vasco shot is here still. We know Pizarro, Shiryu. Um, who else? On on Pirate Island. Pirate Island right now. We know Blackbeard's there right now. Um, with full lead. Blackbeard's yeah. uh, not there. No, so that, he, that was all flashback. Yeah, Blackbeard's not there. The so, only yeah, one so... we saw there was uh, Vasco and Shiryu, who saw mm -hmm. Garp. Isn't Pizarro yeah. still there? Yeah, Pizarro, Pizarro and San Juan Wolf. And so right now, the four. The, the four. All right, so like people were saying this, and and uh, Dak Sake, shout out Dak, was saying this in my stream. A few other people were too. Um, 
the groups right now are split into presumably it's split into three groups of four. Uh, would be what the black what's going on with the Blackbeard Pirates. So on Pirate Island, with um, with Garp and Kobe right now, we have Pizarro, we have Shiryu, we have Vasco Shot, and we have San Juan Wolf. That's the four on Pirate Island. On Fighting Law right now, with the whole law skirmish, we have Blackbeard, we have Jesus Burgess, we have Van Auger, and we have, uh, who, is the, who is the fourth one? Thank you. A Doc Q, yeah, Doc Q's with them. So now that leaves us Katarina with Devon, Lafayette. Katarina, Lafitte, yeah. Aokiji, and then the tenth Titanic captain would mm. be on would be the Egg Egg crew. So the theory goes that right now on the ship approaching Egghead would be presumably uh, Aokiji, uh, Katarina Devon, and Lafitte if he's there with them on the ship. If not, there's other theories out there. I know, I think it was Mar- Tainted Marth in the chat. He had the theory that Lafitte is uh, Hattori. Oh, oh my God. So, like, if Lafitte is on Egghead already, <laughs> disguised as the bird, and then there's the 10th Titanic captain who's also currently on Egghead, and then Aokiji and Devon are coming to pick them up. And yeah. that's what they're pulling up for. And the 10th Titanic captain, in this case, I would presume, would be Caribou. Mm. who's currently on the island with them. He has the ancient weapon information. They don't really know he's there. No one's been counting him in the trader discussions, right? Because he's there on the island with them right now, right? He's stowed away on the ship. Yeah. But he's been kind of, he's been kind of like AWOL this whole mm. arc. And, and whenever we've been talking about who's the trader, who's going around doing this and that, no one's really talking about Caribou. So that's going to be the, I think that's the big like twist where it's like, actually, no, the 10th Titanic captain's been here the whole time. We just came to scoop him. And it was terrible. He's been on Luffy's ship He's all been, this yeah. time, and that's funny. Yeah. That was interesting. interesting. They'll be changing their DDT vote after that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Hidden would win MVP every DDT, I feel like. Wait, is, is there like a, a MB, MVP vote? Yeah, we, we have is, is it, uh, MVP vote at the Because the one that I was, the one that I was a part of, I don't, I, I don't nah, remember it's, that. It's new. It's, new. it's a new yeah. thing? Yeah, it's new. Mm. What about you, man? What do you think? Me? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's Aokiji, uh, mostly because I'm working off the theory that when he gets to, to Egghead, he's trying to prevent an Ohara. I still, I do think that he's a sword agent. I don't know if this would cause him to blow his cover or he's trying to just like use the manpower from uh, Blackbeard's crew to fight against who he thinks is like the bad part of the Marines um, with the CP agents over there that maybe he doesn't get along with with the Buster call being called on Egghead because uh, we know that he wasn't exactly like on board with the massacre of Ohara and it had you know, mixed emotions. Um, but yeah, that's my theory on that. All right. Yeah. I, I think we all fall in line with what Hidden yeah. said too. Yeah. So I just hope yeah. it's not, I've been saying it, I hope it's not law, but I have a feeling it might be. Like him, after he lost, this is him like in a way. Escaping? He escaping. Mm. Oh, I like wouldn't it. like it, but I, I can see it. It kind of happened. I don't like too. the idea of Law running to Luffy. Same, same. That's what I was saying. But then it was more like I don't think he would know that Luffy's on a cake. It was just like he just ran to the nearest island. So mm-hmm. and then Luffy happened to be there. Yeah. So. But thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Have a good yeah, one. Thanks, you. Love the, love the stream. See you guys at the next DDT. All right. See you <laughs> then. Sure. Thank yeah, you. Man, pull up. Damn. We get no breaks, bro. You're gonna be answering calls nonstop. And they're right after each other too. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Howdy, birds. Chris, the mod from the Discord. Hey, hey what's up, Chris? Oh, man, Chris, what's Mr. up? Mr. Audible Chocolate hey. himself. Hello. <laughs> Long time no talk, bro. 
Yeah, I've been trying to call in every now and then, but you know, lines get a little busy. So. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, it's going it's going pretty well, you know, just sitting here enjoying the stream. Obviously, shout out to everyone and, you know, make sure to drop a like on the video. Oh, yes, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Talk to us, Chris. All right, so I have a question from a while ago that I asked in the Discord, but I don't think I got any of your opinions on it. Why are the different Vegapunks so worried over slash scared of dying and even seeing the others die when we were already introduced to the concept that as long as they can be repaired mechanically, they'll be up and running no problem? Why are we, as the viewers and the readers, worried about it? In Chapter 1073, we saw Lilith shed actual tears and form a trail of snot out of worry over Edison almost dying at the hands of Seraphim, and this is after we see Atlas be repaired uh, after being dismantled by Lucci. I think something mm -hmm. is even on the level of York. Something else is going down here. Interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, the only thing I could think of off the top of my head, like immediately, would be like maybe when they get repaired, you know, it's not the same. Like if they have to get like re, re like re repaired or like rebuilt, it's not the same one. Like it wouldn't be the same Edison. Like it would be like a, almost like a factory reset or something. Not that we've seen an example of that, but like that's the only reason I could see them fearing. Mm -hmm dying in that case because they would die they'd still be able to get rebuilt and stuff but maybe something would be different so i have a relatively simple answer to it actually sure one is it's human nature still like yeah vangapunks have shown that they are still relatively human in the way that they act and think and conduct themselves and two they are intelligent to the point where they know that the world government is probably going to wipe this island maybe the island is what's needed or with the, the, the equipment and the lab and the factory is what's needed to replicate or recreate or fix up Atlas or, or the other Seraphims mm. in that way. And if the fear that they're having is that, okay, we're being targeted now. If we die now, we won't be able to recreate this person, this version of, of myself. It's just gonna be over. I won't have the resources to build another Atlas, another Shaka, another Lilith, etc. So to me, Maybe that's too simple-minded in my thinking, but mm -hmm. if you don't have the lab... That makes sense. How are you going to build them back? That makes sense. Know? The lab's getting destroyed right now. Right. That makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. I was also thinking, for example, uh, like, Bakerbunk said he they split up part of his, like, personality, but also, I'm not saying it's part of his brain, but, like, if they die, what if that's a piece of Bakerbunk dying? Because he said it explains that each one. He said each of them are a complete copy of one aspect of me. You know, if one dies, what if that's like killing off? Yeah, he has a big brain, so he probably has more pieces of it. But like, what if that's a piece of Vegapunk dying each time? You know, because he cut off his brain in half, and he said each one is a complete copy of that. So mm. I'm not saying that copy completely dies, but it's like he said, it's something more to it where like you're losing a piece of yourself. Like you know. So I wonder if that plays a part into it because uh, all these satellites and all these copies, they mean something a part of Vegapunk's personality and uh, who he is. So when dies, there's no way, you, you, there's no loss to that. There has to be a loss, you know? Yeah. Um, I've just always thought that, like, since they take from Vegapunk's nature and personality, all of them have the same type of, like, 
I wouldn't say fears or thoughts and stuff like that, but they just carry human emotions. And it's, you know, part of our human nature to think, you know, when there's danger around, we got to protect ourselves, you know, or if something we lose, we start crying because we care about it. I think that overall, they're just scared to die, even though they're not really dying. Um, I, like, I always bring it back to, like, the Marvel movie, the, uh, the Eternals, how they're, like, hmm. made a part of this factory and they don't know they're robots but they're built as robots so they're just gonna have like all these human emotions even though they're just like synthetic beings hmm. that's how i think about it but what about you uh chris actually some very good points uh a lot of what you guys have said was stuff that was brought up when i posed the question originally my idea was that it was there were two possible paths that i came up with which were oh oda was using it to uh humanize all of the vega punks so that every every single one has like more value than we give them already yeah obviously it's you know they, these are all vega punk so it is like he is like each of them are very important but making them human is another big step in making us care for each of these characters and I also thought that maybe this might just be a way for him to kill someone off and have it be suspense for us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But that gets into a little bit of fake out death territory, and I'm not sure how much I like that. So, you know, it makes me ask the question: Is the you know if there is something deeper to it? You know, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Maybe it's a really simple thing, but like. You know, Seb said, you, know, you gave pretty good reasoning as to why they could be afraid of it. And, and Chris, you're also right about that. I think, you know, it's hard to humanize uh, or it's hard to it's hard to really feel for or relate to robots because we just know they're, you know, they're a bunch of parts and machinery and then they can just be rebuilt. And we have the same, you know, they can be brought back from the dead is what the thing. And they can also be clones. So like robots don't have that same narrative weight. Uh, but that being said, let's say that none of that is actually what the explanation is. Maybe there's something deeper to it could be related in my opinion to the will of d because we we have a group of people who in the story explicitly have been shown at the moment of death to not be afraid of it to embrace it and to smile in the face of it some you know this could connect to the different parts of vegapunk's personality that were split into there's a super big stretch i'm just going to preface that by saying this but you know, you have all these different parts of Vegapunk's personality making up each of these robots, and the one that betrayed the group was the one that had the personality of uh, greed or desire. So, like, I don't know, maybe the will of D is the will of desire, because, like, desire creates, you know, all things. It created the devil fruits, and that's what Vegapunk said, right? Like, devil fruits were born out of the desires of people to become a certain way. And York betrayed the group out of a desire to become a celestial dragon or something. So maybe there's something about the nature of desire and the will of D, and maybe like what it is to like be alive or to like fear death or like those those could all be connected and those might tie in to these you know these little these six Vegapunk robots. Like I said, big stretch. The other explanations are probably more likely, but if I just can add if I want to add something to the pile, that's what I would add there. Yeah. So. This is one piece, bro. It's not off the table. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. But Chris, thank you for the question, man. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, thanks for yeah, having thanks me for on. You and, know. And Chris, you two, are you are you partaking in the mod stream this Thursday? I'll do my best to show up. You know. <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. I expect a W from you. 
Because last time you failed Maybe me. This Fail, time. You this failed time. Larry very badly. The most knowledgeable time. mod, and all of a sudden he just loses like 0 to Yo, 13. Bad. <laughs> Dude knows every other question, though. <laughs> but thanks, Chris. I'll talk to you later, man. Appreciate you calling. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Listen, guys, if you guys are calling and you guys are, it's just so many people calling in right now. So you have to realize that. Hey, what's going on? This is Liar from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, what's going on, Larry? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Larry, my name is O. I just want to say, first of all, that I love your podcast, but I want to say this. Garp is on Fraud Watch after that chapter. Just hear me out, please. (laughs) How is this still happening? What? How is this still happening? Bro, bro, bro. Please, just listen. Look, you guys keep saying he has other stuff in the bag. I promise you this. That's his best move. He's old. He's washed up. And Blackbeard is going to literally kill him. Mark my words, bro. I promise you this. He's done. Garp is finished. He's finished, bro. I love that. That was not impressive. Galaxy Impact. We've seen Buster calls back in Ineos Lobby. It's nothing, bro. We've seen islands get destroyed all the time, bro. I promise you it's nothing, bro. That that attack was weak. That's the best shot. That's, after all this, huh? stuff, all that buildup, that's the best we got from Garp? Come on, bro. Come that was on. an introduction, man. Bro, he, bro, he walked in and did a Buster call with one hand. <laughs> that's like that's like the craziest that's like one of the craziest things we've seen bro we've seen white beard cause earthquakes yeah but he had a devil fruit doing that if bro, i hockey's stronger than devil fruit though like you should be able to do more with your hockey especially yeah. if you're on rogers level like come on bro like you're over here doing like mid 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 things for for your level like okay I, I, if luffy did that or, or or if someone from that generation did that <laughs> that makes sense but garp bro Oda is setting us up. He wants to make us think that Garp is this big, big force. I promise you, Blackbeard will murder him. Mark my words, bro. He, I promise you. He, he ran away die. from Rayleigh like three chapters ago. Bro, bro, listen. Oda is setting up Blackbeard for something huge. Look, just mark my words. Look, I'm, right now, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm speaking nonsense, but just mark my words, bro. When it happens, it's going to happen. I'm going to call back in, all right? That's all I wanted yeah. to say, bro. I'm like, Garp is a fraud. He's going to get exposed. He's going to die, literally. He's going to literally <laughs> die. That's all I want to say. But you're not, not going to talk up to his old age or nothing right now. And this is like literally an introduction to his that's attack. A, that's exactly why he's going to die, bro. That doesn't make him a fraud. Yeah, that doesn't make him a fraud, though. He's pat, way past his prime. That doesn't make him a fraud. Bro, he, Roger died. Is he, he a fraud? Yeah, apparently bro, di- death. He did was a he died, Roger fraud, died to two no-name Marines. <laughs> Is he a fraud? Bro, uh, say that again? Roger died to two no-name Marines with spears. Is he a fraud? Listen, listen. Roger gave himself up. That's different. Garp is still, like, he's, Garp still got that mindset, like, he's in the streets, like, he's really bout it. He's not bout it. <laughs> he's, he's not, not bout it. it? He just pulled up the guy. <laughs> what do you bro, mean? That's funny. Look, I don't bro, agree, man, but you're funny. I, I, I love it. But he's going to get killed because he's too reckless. He needs to sit down. He's pa- he's way past his prime. That's his best move. That's the only thing he has in his book. I promise you that, bro. Blackbeard will kill him. Blackbeard is in his prime. Blackbeard is on the come up. Blackbeard is the next rock. I promise you that. 
That's all I want to say, bro. Like, other than that, bro, your your show is crazy. I love it. And I'm going to just call in when, after Blackbird kills Dark. That's what I'm going to do. Listen, I respect that. I, I, I want to say thank you for loving our show. <laughs> but you need a banana, bro. <laughs> you need to eat one right now. You need, so, you need a full bottle of water. You need to just chug it. Just get get your pota- get your potassium up, bro, because this sounds crazy. All right, bro. All right, All right. I'm gonna eat that banana. Right. <laughs> Yo, thank you, man. Right, thank thank you, you, bro. Talk to you later. Yes, yeah. yeah, bye. Oh my god, that's that, I, I love can't that. believe after the last Garp is a fraud call that we really got another one. Wait, yeah. I lost <laughs> more <laughs> hair. <laughs> that was great. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Oh, my God. I got through. Uh, I'm Jim. I'm the guy who was Discording you earlier. Hey, what's hey. going on, man? How's it going? Oh, I'm great. Oh, you've made my entire night. It's like it's <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning here. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for right calling. On, Thank you for staying up. Anyway, I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. Yeah? So, um... Reason Blackbeard, first thing he did after the Warlords got abolished, first thing he did, couldn't have gone after Ancient Weapons, could have done any of that, but he went straight for Boa. And it's because if he gets Boa's Devil Fruit, that's the last thing he needs. That's the last piece of his plan. Because, so let's say Blackbeard's dreams come true and he becomes ruler of the world, king of the world like Rox wanted to. Yeah? The one thing, like everyone else has to worry about when you're a tyrant, is revolution. That's why the Revolutionary Army exists now. So if Blackbeard kills somebody who's got a really powerful devil fruit, one day that devil reincarnates, someone else could become strong and use it to take him out. But if he turns somebody to stone, that devil fruit never reincarnates anywhere. That's gone. It's off the table forever. If he goes around and takes out all the devil fruit users he needs to, that's it. That's his end game. I see. He no longer has to worry about anyone else. I love that. That's a that's a pretty great idea. That is such a non-conqueror so, so thing to do. My my number <laughs> one. Exactly. That's it. He's a coward. <laughs> well, he was he was willing to sacrifice two of his Titanic captains just for the opportunity to take out Boa. Just the opportunity. Not even a guarantee. It wasn't a slam dunk because Rayleigh turned up. Yeah. But that's it. He gets hold of that devil fruit, and we we don't know for fact that you need to be attractive or whatever in order for the devil fruit to work because That's true. The devil fruit just just by physical contact it still turns someone to stone bit by bit mm. and, and like i said that that's that, that's all he needs then he never has to worry about a revolutionary army the only thing he ever has to worry about is powerful hacky users and if he's the only person let's say it's just him let's say he wastes his entire crew and he just wants to be the only devil fruit user there is that's a massive advantage against anyone he comes up with. Mm. The only question that I would I would ask then in response to that is if her devil fruit had that property and that, that could be abused for that purpose, why hasn't the world government placed more emphasis on, on getting Boa you know, under control? I mean, I guess they did with same her being reason a warlord. They didn't, it's the same reason they didn't do anything about Luffy. They knew he had the Nico fruit. They've known True. since the very beginning. That's a good point. They didn't go after him. They stupid. He came prepared. I know that was the only thing. That was the only thing exactly. I had ready. I, no, that made sense. That makes sense to me. Okay. 
All right, if I'm I was, with you. If I was being really, <laughs> if I was being really out there, I would say that it's a um, mythical zoan as well, maybe like a gorgon. That way, you know, a lot of people want him to have three different types of devil fruit: logia, paramecia, etc. So let's say it's that. He knows every devil fruit there is from reading the devil fruit encyclopedia. Let's say he knows that anyway. He could go straight after and do it that way. At least that way as well. The revel, uh, sorry, the um, celestial dragons. At least they're not crazy stupid because they thought they were just giving out three zoans to the um, the sisters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very, very legit, bro. Yeah, no, that's legit. Too. No, I, I like that. I would, to add to it, you know how Blackbeard's searching out notable abilities so to prove that theory yep. like alright now he's searching out ones that he likes so when he starts when he gets boas and he starts stoning people he already has the ones that he, exactly. he wanted collected with his crew so he doesn't worry about any other yep. just that. a collection of fruits yeah and then also exactly. too he could he could even turn the physical fruits to stone himself if he can't if he doesn't just find the user he can just turn the fruit itself to stone it's still off the table I would say the number one pushback is the fact that Hockey reigns supreme. So no matter what, oh, one hundred percent. He'd be, he'd still be wrong, but, but Blackbeard would still a think devil fruit he was is still wrong. a massive weapon in the power of someone that's got powerful yes. hockey as well. Hold on, say that all over again. So it, a devil fruit is still a huge weapon, even if you just look at it as a physical weapon, a manifestation of something. If you put that with a re really powerful hockey user, it's just an advantage that Blackbeard doesn't want them to have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it made Whitebeard not to say it made him but it led to part of Black, Whitebeard being the strongest man in the world because you could destroy the world and Whitebeard's already 100%. a ridiculously strong person like top show you know what would be even crazier mm -hmm. so you know like how Anel used the devil fruit to extend his mantra mm -hmm. Whitebeard could probably use the vibrational fruit which is the earthquake fruit to send the vibrations of the meta across the world <laughs> In the stone oh, totally. <laughs> and stone and stone everyone. Jeez, it's like I'm the Tsukiyomi of like earthquakes. I could see him legit like trying to petrify like a whole city of people and then just like earthquake in the city to like, oh break God. all to the stones. Like, yeah, to break yeah. them all. But like then, that would be like but a then pretty. But there's a devil fruit user there. Does that person? It... So when they turn somebody to stone, if you break the stone, does that then count as the person being dead? Yes, Maybe yeah. I don't really know, but. Well, they they but do the, die. The point if, is, he could just leave them there as statues. Yeah, they they do die if they get broken while they're in statue form. But the, but what you're saying makes sense. Where if they get petrified, but not, they're not shattered, they wouldn't be dead. So their devil fruit wouldn't go anywhere, and they wouldn't be able to go anywhere because they're in a statue. Because we saw, you know, a bunch of people Boa turned to stone and then she un unstoned them. So like until they're shattered into a bunch of pieces, they're fine. Mm -hmm. They're just stuck. So like that makes sense. That that, that does make a lot of sense to me. Um, I, 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 that makes yeah. more sense than any other idea I could think of for why he wants Boa. Well, your Thanks theory, your theory definitely did blow their minds. <laughs> yeah, it did, bro. There you go. That, that's that's all I'm after. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta end the show, but I just wanted to say thank you, man, for staying up and thank you for calling seriously yeah. and yeah. giving giving us your thoughts. I will be watching you guys every Monday. Yes, hey, thank you, that. thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, have a good night. Thanks for your have theory, night, man. And you, take care. Take Thanks care. for your theory. Thanks for your theory. Have a good night. All right, you get bye. And the calls now, just because it's the end of the show. Uh, quick super chats, and then we're gonna have to end the show, guys. Uh, yeah, we did get a five dollar super chat from Terrible TJ. It says, like the Sharingan, do you think the three-eyed tribe's third eye can be extracted and implanted for its use? 
uh, of the ability. Would Blackbeard take the third eye? Uh, Vegapunk would have to do it. Don't know if uh, Blackbeard would have the facilities for that big man. Yeah, same. Hmm. All right, uh, we got another two dollars from X D Charlotte. It says this caller is smoking gas. Not gonna lie, that was the Garp is a fraud call. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, crazy. That you know that one's blown up on TikTok. <laughs> the last one did. And then uh, we got another one uh, from Terrence Matthews, $10. It says, I think that Vasco's shot is a drunken fist user, and his opponent will be Sanji. Martial artist versus martial artist, plus alcohol is flammable, and Vasco is a predator, and Sanji is chivalrous. You could have said they're both predators. You could have said they were both predators. That that would have been perfectly fine. You could have just said that. Yeah, if you guys watch the Z movie, check it out. It's not good. Both of them. But actually, it's a good point with the martial artist and what he said. Uh, Good take. But that, that was all it? That was it. All right, everybody, um, listen, thank you so much for joining our show. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for calling in. Listen, again, when there's a lot of people calling in, you got to think about it. It's it's not going to funnel through well. You're probably going to get some error messages sometimes. Like, there's so many people now. There's, it's going to continue to be that way. And unfortunately, we can't do anything until, obviously, you know, we get more uh, space for you to call, if that makes sense. But Hidden, I want to thank you, especially mm-hmm. for just being here with us. Um, having you here means a lot. Thank uh, you. I really want more of it, if possible. Um, and you know how much of a huge fan we are of you. So thank you, man. Uh, please tell our people where they can find you. Also, we have him in the video description below. But yeah, all my ahead. links are in the description. But you guys can find me on YouTube, uh, The Hidden Island. It'll be the first thing that comes up uh, on Twitter. I'm on there as Hidden, too. You, if it, my ad is at The Hidden island except the i and island is an l because someone already took that the one with the i so that's where you can find me i do streams multiple days a week uh i got theories and analysis videos coming if you've never watched my channel i do i do those types of videos uh, and, and other funny stuff um and yeah i got a this break week i'm putting out a, a we had a donation goal on my stream last month to to get me to do a one piece rap and I'm, I, the, we met the goal. I'm, I'm working on. I have two pages of lyrics that I'm going to be. This week is what I'm basically what I'm saying. Uh, without saying when exactly, the break week is going to be the drop of the rap. And uh, since we're at the end of the stream, I'm going to just sneak this in there. Okay, oh. you're not going to have time to re- to rebut this. I'm just going to sneak it in there. It's not J Cole is not Shanks. <laughs> J Cole is not Shanks. And who it is? I'll tell you right now. It's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is Shanks, and the reason is is that Lil Wayne was the king of the game for a period of time. Whether or not you agree or disagree, he was the most popular rapper in the world, pretty much, for a period of time. And that was the period in between Tupac and in between Kendrick. And Kendrick took direct inspiration from Tupac and Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne is, is in my opinion, Shanks, and Kendrick would then be Luffy. And I think that's that's the way I change the list around. And J. Cole, yeah. where does J. Cole go? I don't know. You can make him Bartolomeo. <laughs> Get that on the list. Yeah. I don't know. Some some other corny oh my God. Some oh. corny character. I'm sorry. Look, Hidden, we're gonna fight outside the room. You're gonna have to see me. All right. Anyway, other than that, thank you everybody once again. Uh, we have a lot of things coming up. Uh, check out the DDT this Wednesday, Mod Night this Thursday, and then Apex Tournament this Sunday to win $200 in cash prize. So thank you so much to everybody. Uh, much love to you. My name is Larry. Lawrence. Seb. So, uh, hidden. <laughs> and this is that one piece song. Jana, guys. Jana. Bye-bye. Jana. Oh, my God.